3: Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Gear of the Year 2020 podcast series. I am your host Joe Brandon, joined by Matt Knight. Hello there. Jake Ross. Hi Joe. And Mark Packham. Hello there. Now this is the second episode in the Gear of the Year series. Yesterday uh, you will have heard the, uh, the guitars, the Gear of the Year guitars episode. If you haven't heard that, then go back and listen to that before we no talk any further. Because we might accidentally spoil something in this. But this is the uh yes, this is the second Gear of the Year episode. And we're gonna be talking about we're gonna be double whammying the category this time. We're gonna be talking about amplifiers, the best amplifier of 2020. And we're gonna be talking about the best other thing. Was there, there is- a
2: um, was there another sound, Brenner, pulse, watch?
3: <laughs>
2: I really well, feel that I- we should revisit that.
3: I think this is one of the most varied years for other things that we've ever had. So we've got like microphones, interfaces, plugins, power supplies, oh, the whole shebang.
4: Is Can't a wait broad for that power church.
3: supply uh, rallying by Jay. You know it's going to well, happen. No, Hello. I'm going to be getting behind that as well. I think it's a fantastic product. But anyway, no we, spoilers, we, Joe. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't say what it was. But anyway, Chox. before before <laughs> Before we do other thing, we said we we're going to do the amps category. Um, so before before we start, I'll read off the amps that have made it into our sort of list for consideration. Of course, um, a caveat again at the start of this: twenty twenty's been a weird year, and especially for amp manufacturers, because there's kind of you know not as much point in making a big gig worthy amplifier. It's not suitable for home when no one's able to gig and everyone has to practice at home. So I think a lot of brands have probably held back on releases this year because it was slim pickings in comparison to um, to usual. However, that said, there have been some great amps nonetheless. So the 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 things that made it into our shortlist are Milkman back again with the Amp One Hundred. Obviously, Milkman have done well with us in the past. The new Fender Mustang GTX. Defender Mustang series of amplifiers, certainly something that I've got very behind in the past. I think they're very good. Positive Grid, absolutely smashing it this year with the Spark, which seems to be inescapable if you use the internet and type <laughs> the word guitar into the internet at any point. Um, then we have the Mesa Boogie Boogie. Badlander, a very new edition. Of course, that's only came out very recently. Matt got very excited about it. In fact, I didn't even include it in the in the lineup, but Matt has insisted that it gets included, and I think he's going to be fighting quite hard for it. Ashdown released their Newt, a two hundred watt pedal board based guitar amplifier this year. Of course, in bases they also released the Ant, uh, the same thing, but for bass amplifiers and i'll be talking about that over on the bass guitar version of this episode um then we have freeman released the twin sister their first new amp in a in a little while um i'll be excited to hear about that um and then we have the uh the fender 64 custom princeton reverb a very very gorgeous wonderful lovely um amplifier that uh Definitely warrants a little bit of discussion and boss with their next tone, the next evolution, the next one. Uh the you know, it's not, it's not one. Next uh, one. The next one. What is the what is this next one? It's the next one. Special. Special. That's I got right. to name it. Did you? Huh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Why didn't you go for something more exciting? I like I the next called it special. a teaswazer. <laughs> <laughs> um, B yes. Yeah. So that is uh, that is our, our roundup of amplifiers that have come out this year that have uh, caught our eye. So we're going to be going through each of these. Not quite as formulaic as yesterday's podcast where we each had two things to go through. We're just going to sort of um, go through these bit by bit. And some people will have more to say about some amps than others. Let's kick things off. Let's kick things off right away. Um, Mark. Hello. There. Uh, let's let's start with you. Why don't we talk about the Milkman the Amp one hundred?
4: Remember uh Milkman the Amp that we talked about what last year? Year before last year? I think it might have been the year before.
3: I think it was a couple of years ago, yeah. Yeah,
4: yeah. Remember that? It's that, but it's louder
3: there we what go was, that's my what, pitch <laughs> oh <What> wow was, <laughs>
4: you
1: you really did just say exactly what you said you were going to say in the preamble <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly he like, was like I tell you what fellas I've got a great pitch for this And basically I'm going to say remember that last one that was good yeah it's like that but louder how about that yeah sounds good yeah very go. lovely
4: exactly that so uh, yeah that's what it is No, I'm joking. Um, There is. uh, So, uh, for those who missed out last time, the the Milkman uh, The Amp is a pedal board uh, sized uh, amplifier. I, you know, sit on the floor. Um, And uh, it's got a tube preamp. um, And I think it's a. digital output stage Matt you yes, might want to correct class, me on
2: that Class D I believe
4: Class yeah Class D output yeah Class D hybrid guitar amp so um, yeah the, and we heard it I think for the first time when we all went to Nam that time we heard the, the original version um, essentially what the new version brings is yeah 100 watts uh, of, of power to it plus some more controls as well so you've got a little bit more control over the reverb uh, and there is also a boost that has been added um, as well and and yeah, just basically it does a similar job, a bit more headroom. Um, if you're playing places that are a bit bigger or you want particularly clean guitar sounds um, at high volume um, and you want something that will still go on your pedal board, this will be an, an ideal uh, option for you. Um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's 100 watts of, of power in a box that is yeah, still pedal board size. Yeah. So yeah, I can see um, these uh, being equally as popular as the original version.
2: Well, the uh, one thing that you missed out on, Mark, um, that just is kind of a bit more of a difference between the 50 and the 100. I guess it opens up the choice a little bit more. Uh, The 50, the one we talked about, the AMP 50, has reverb trem. This one is reverb boost. Yeah. Um, So there's no trem control on this one. But yeah, as you said, you've got the... You've got reverb and decay controls, which I kind of like, because it means that you can kind of have a really splashy reverb, but you can have it much lower in the mix. Yeah, which totally. I,
4: which I prefer. Totally. I, I so, yeah, a bit fairly. more control over the um, over the verb, and you've got the boost control just to push that um, tube front end a little bit harder. Yeah, so it's a
3: fat boost, and it, it seems like a more sensible idea than the tremolo. You know, whilst obviously reverb and tremolo are fantastic additions, as a kind of an all-rounder, this just seems like a very good any situation floorboard amplifier.
4: I guess, you know, if you're going for that kind of, you know, trim and reverb, small fender combo style, if that's the application that you want, then probably the 50 watts is enough for what you're doing. Um, With this, having the boost in there, having something that can kind of crisp up the front end gives this a kind of bigger feel anyway uh, alongside the fact that it's it's 100 watts so um yeah again you know similar to the other one uh speaker out there's also the di out on there with some cab sim uh which is switchable um yeah just a great little package they're 799 pounds
3: um and that's a fair old chunk 800 pounds for a pedal board amplifier
4: yeah it is but these are serious bits of kit Joe you know the 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 milkman stuff is is kind of next level when it comes to the pedal board yeah you know in terms of the top end of people doing this kind of thing uh milk yeah. milkman are, are sitting pretty much there
2: I think a lot of people now want a pedal platform clean pedal platform mm-hmm. and actually yep. it's just like maybe well not that you're not fussed about sound but if you want a, a simpler solution and you've got a pedal train pro or whatever um, I think this is a nice option, like you say, Mark, for kind of loads of headroom, you know, clean, you know, Fender-ish style circuit. In fact, I mean, the actual volume difference, I'm guessing between 50 and 100, probably, yeah, as we know, 100 is not double the volume of 50. So I yeah. think that 100 is the better option if you want more clean headroom. The The previous model actually did run at 100 if you went out 4 ohm. Um, well, this one you, runs at 200 if you go out This one 4-ohm. goes at 200 yeah. at 4 ohm. That uh, 4 ohm um i'd actually prefer this one i probably wouldn't use the boost as much um but definitely for for loads of headroom um as a kind of pedal board um amp i think that's quite nice although they do say the the fet boost um can be used as an always on eq sweetener so maybe it's a bit like an onboard make gooder.
4: Yeah, yeah, totally. I can see that that uh, completely making sense. And then I imagine when you crank it, um, it pushes the uh, the tube into to drive. So, yeah, I mean, I think um, this is a great little package. Uh, you know, we highly recommended the um, the original one. Haven't had a chance to hear this one in the flesh, but I did listen to a couple of demos. Sounds fantastic. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think uh, it's, you know it, it serves its its purpose perfectly.
3: Yeah, I'm. I'm interested. I'd like an know. effects, uh, an effects loop though. That, no, you that, don't that need that, be... Joe. Oh, no, I, that. I, I, I wouldn't. No, but having a a boost and a reverb, two things that go at either end of the chain on That's that fine. one unit. Does, well, don't does don't use
4: it... any other effects. What else do you need? <laughs> <laughs> course, I mean, the, the, course, the solution's yeah. really simple. I don't know what you're talking I,
2: about. I was, um, I was interested to know what the pedal out is. I'm assuming that just gives you the boost out and then you could run that into other pedals, but then yeah,
4: that's wouldn't... true actually. I don't know does it just maybe take the um like preamp the drive and the reverb, and does then then you can send that out i wonder to if else? it just
2: i wonder if it just takes the e q out and then you can go into other pedals and then you can go in back into the pedal itself so maybe that is like your effects loop it just puts everything um at the front i mean it'd be a very expensive boost if it if you, if that, if it was just a case, yeah, of light I mean, that's basically, it yeah, it's two
1: hundred, it's two hundred watts, Matty. I mean, you know, you can't get that, you can't get that lightly.
4: So on the spec, <laughs> it just refers to that as pedal level output. So yeah, I think it is just doing exactly what we have described there, which is it sends the uh, anything that it's doing with you know the preamp and the boost and the reverb. I assume it then sends that out to so you can plug it into
2: more pedals, pedals or into another amp, basically. Yeah, in case you didn't want. Um, the boost at the end of your chain. Yep. Oh, and I've, i I do notice I don't think this is um oh no. It's they, they also do an amp, the amp, as a combo, but it's a valve combo. Yeah. Um and I wondered if it was like the same thing in a in a combo version, but it's what,
1: not What what speakers they using?
2: Uh it does. What size are they? Yeah, what size. Yeah, what size? A, yeah a one by 12. twelve. One by twelve, yeah. Yeah. Nice um it's using a celestial but it's not the same thing as the pedal board the amp slightly confusing wording there yeah so basically it's just the amp hundred the amp which is the 51 and then the amp 12 inch combo
3: yeah <laughs> right okay good job crystal
1: Still, yeah
3: fantastic product looks great love the love the wood wings um on the on the pedal again, like just aesthetics wise, it it looks fantastic. Clean, managed to, incredibly yes. clean. Exactly, lovely, very very nice suggestion, Mark Packham for uh, for the amp gear of the year. Now, Jay Cross. Well,
1: when before you, th- you move, sorry, before just to cut across yes, there. Yeah, yeah,
3: no, no, do. Wouldn't
1: it make sense to kind of talk about the other pedal board?
3: Based uh, amp, I certainly can. I certainly can if uh, if if that's what you would like. I, I was, just think you know if they're they're,
1: they're similar products. It kind of yeah. sorry. Yeah. I know I'm messing up the uh, the order, but I just thought. They're similar products. So it kind of makes sense for us to hear them contextually, it? So
3: at very much the opposite end of the spectrum from the milkman Ashdown, who this year moved back into the world of guitar amps, not under their Hayden brand, but under the brand Ashdown. They released a range of AGM amplifiers, um, which were kind of like British-styled valve amps in black and gold in varying sizes from sort of 5 watts to 40 watts. In heads and combo formats, and a, a load of cabs, they also, alongside that rather lovely range of amplifiers, they released the Newt, which is a two hundred watt pedal board amplifier. Um, you know, sort of power amp style. I think for two hundred and ninety nine pounds
2: there's a big price difference there
3: it it is now of course obviously they're not there's no tube preamp here and they're keeping things very simple they have actually despite it kind of being a power amp more in line with the competition uh for things like the um seymour duncan uh power stage is a power stage yeah the name of that one yeah more in lines with competition for that which is just a dead simple um sort of powerful power amp you get 200 watts um of of headroom um from the new plus a basic eq three bands of eq with a master volume and then they give you a a scoop control as well and a and a separate mute um on the on, on push button controls on the, the new mute. mute the new mute exactly um but but you know what we're talking about is is a bucket of headroom for very very little money, and in I just think this is such an astute product, in line with it's a different product from the milkman. The milkman is saying, take this and a cab, whereas the newt is saying, oh you play Helix, um, or you know you you play GT one thousand and you want you want to use a, a cabinet, you want to make the most out of that. This is just a simple, no nonsense. Pedal border amplifier. And I think making it so affordable, it's incredible that Ashdown seemed to be the only, one of the only companies trying to create something to make people who play Helix and gt 1000s life easier if those people want to use real-world amplifiers. It always seemed like a strange thing to me since multi effects have kind of come into their own in the guitar world that so few companies are trying to allow people to use those in a conventional well you people know, buy sense. people
2: buying powered speakers
3: well yes but you know i mean who wants to buy a, a, a powered speaker but why would you buy this and then plug it into a cab why wouldn't you? It means that you can have... <laughs> it, not, No, not at all. This is kind of a simple, flat, clean response power amp that you can go into an actual guitar cab and not look like a, a complete twit, you know, by going into a, a some sort of PA speaker. This means you can still go into a, a proper guitar amplifier and still have all the options of your multi effects unit. I mean, it's a great fly rig as well in its own right. It's yeah, actually...
2: I, I... Sorry, Jay. Go
3: on. No, I was going to say Simon Neal from Biffy Clyro is actually using one as standard now. The, the Ashdown New. Really? Yeah.
1: Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah.
2: But certainly <laughs> a
3: convenient. Yeah. Streak. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but certainly sure. a convenient, a convenient fly rig. Um, yeah, I, well. I,
2: I, 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 um, I actually think it's a similar customer to the milk, the milkman, but he's looking for something a bit more flat. You know, the the, the amp um, is much more of that kind of vintage Fender vibe. Do you know what I mean? That's what they're going for, where this yeah. is much more like, get this on your pedal board, there's a bit of EQ at the end, but this means that you, you can go straight into a PA, you know, and, and not really have to worry about it being... You know, I think the amp has a, a visual look that kind of says this is what it's going to sound like tonally where the new new is much more you know kind of flat
4: you know also just look at the choices for kind of eq and stuff like that you know the new is designed as a kind of like this will kind of do everything um and it's in a small package and it doesn't cost a huge amount uh and you know you can see that from the different like eq controls on the on the uh on the front whereas the milkman is you know it's a premium product you know if you buy that you're buying it because of the sound, um, not just necessarily for the convenience Convenience, of having it on that that board, you know. If you just want something that's convenient and something you can chuck in a gig bag, then the new is an amazing product. Um, Whereas, you know, the Milkman, like I said, is designed for a very particular customer i think um and it's a like i said it's a premium product
3: well that's it i think between the two products you know very similar products we're we're coming down to what's what's more important like mass appeal or you know it just being a very cool boutique thing that not a lot of people will buy well Um, i mean that that sounds like like that sounds like i'm naysaying the milkman i'm 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 not I, i i mean it's they're just very very different
4: but i mean that even speaks to the fact that they've done a, another version of the of the amp you know the fact that there is the 50 watt one and the 100 watt one um there obviously there's a, a number of people who have seen the 50 and gone actually this is really good but what i want is something that's 100 watts so yeah like i said again it's a premium product whereas the new is like I say it's like a little kind of workstation that you could chuck in a gig bag and and just take a small cab with you and that would that would do the job but it's not going for the same thing as the milkman and the milkman's hmm. definitely not trying to do this work no that, exactly that the ashdown's doing
3: absolutely yeah very very similar but very different products we'll see what happens when we get down to the to the nitty gritty of it it's, afterwards. It's now, similar, je-
4: but only in the same way as saying like, you know, a Marshall head is the same as a Fender combat. They're both amps, do you know what I mean? Mm. That's about <laughs> as similar they, as they get. Yes, yeah, yeah. I yeah, guess they so. just it's, kind it's of... It's just a they, new... F- Sorry. It's a yeah, new yeah. format. It's a new it's format. It's a new yeah.
1: format. And, and in the kind of rigid uh, parameters that we've got to uh, get across the gear of the year journey, they both kind of fall into the same type of... Uh, description i guess yeah, for us. yeah
3: absolutely um now uh moving on to you Jay cross um th- an, an amplifier that's been refreshed again this year we went into we went into some depth on the range of amplifiers when they came out with you but the uh the fender mustang gtx's
1: yeah so the gtx uh came out uh nam um which was a guitar show i don't know if you
4: guys remember those uh, I remember it was the last thing that I did before. Uh, that was the last thing I did. Basically, it was, a, it was a guitar show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This so is, um, hard, for yeah. People, it
1: was in March. So for people who don't know what I'm talking about, a guitar show is where people get together and they, um, in real life. Uh, which is something that used to happen. Um, play and listen to new products. It's. I, I've realised this is a completely novel idea. It sounds, it sounds like science fiction if you ask me. But believe me, child, it happened once. And, Wait, what? Uh, so
3: it was like it was like different to IRZ. What was IRZ in real Zoom?
1: <laughs> oh, in real Zoom. <laughs> in real Zoom. Wait, no, isn't that IZL
3: in Zoom Life? life. Yeah. That's pretty what it is.
1: Yeah. Anyway, that doesn't matter. So um, the GTX uh, fifty and GTX hundred uh, were shown at Winter NAMM this year. Um, as you say, it's kind of a, uh, a it's it's a refreshing and a redesign of the the Mustang series, uh, which obviously has been around for a really long time. Two thousand nine, I think, wow. was when the first Mustang amps were were launched. Now they've gone through you know a number of different. Upgrades and um, redesigns throughout the years. But um, the GTX addresses what has always been my main issue with it, which, you know, maybe this is me being a little bit too flippant, but um, something that never seemed to bother you, Joe, but did kind of bother me is like the GT um, 100 and 240. They didn't look like amps, they didn't look like real amps. It was such a
3: lifestyle product, wasn't it?
1: It was, and that was something that I kind of always struggled with, and uh, that has that's been addressed with with this. And you know, they now look like it looks like a Hot Rod Deluxe, like that could be on a stage, and you could be in the crowd, and you wouldn't know that it wasn't a Hot Rod Deluxe, basically. Uh, so it's got that. It's got a twelve-inch uh, Celestian speaker, so a, a big upgrade on the. On the speaker, Um, there's loads and loads more uh, built into it, so loads more models, um, including, for the first time, weirdly, a Blues Junior. (laughs) <laughs> so Blues Junior was never available as a standard uh, uh, like model on the GTs. So that's in there. It sounds amazing. Uh, the Vibra King's in there, so something big and massive. There's loads more effects. It also addresses the fact that uh, people were kind of turned away from um, it not doing kind of higher
2: gain amps quite as well.
3: Yeah. Um, so it's always the
2: letdown for a lot of these products, isn't it? It's just that totally cleans because obviously again big class D um, power amps a lot of the time. You know, cleans it easy. It's the other bits that that can be quite tricky.
1: Completely, completely, and uh, that has been completely redesigned. So there's a couple of really, um, really like cool heavy sounds on there. The one that um, that I have played around with the most is the uh, Uber sound, which is based off of a Bogner, amp. it sounds really. Really good. Loads of uh, loads more effects. Loads of kind of like standard effects and weirder effects. Um, you can chain them all up in series, in parallel. You can do whatever you want with it. And you've got the uh, the other thing that kind of is with it, although whether that kind of acts as the amp itself, but you can do everything on board from the uh, from the the LCD screen, or you can use the new Fender Tone app, uh, whereby you've got this. I would have called it the um, tap. The the tap. The yep. fender tap. Yep. Yeah. Well we'll just call it that
4: from now on. Crap. So
1: you've got the fender tap,
4: basically. <laughs> that, um, because it works in two to... ways. You're like tapping on your screen and tapper, it's, the, the, it's the tone app, so it's the tap. It's the,
1: the tone app, yeah, the tap. Yeah. I mean Mark, we've already discussed. This is now called the tap. That's okay, fine. Good. You can just leave it there. So um, the Fender tap is is really good in that you've got um, what is called skeuomorphic design. So I um, mean, yeah, is that was a word that I had to look up. Um, but basically, what it means is it looks like the thing that it is, which is. Uh, quite novel because like often these things are um one that like so a lot of the plugins that you've been buying joe they're all skeuomorphic because it's like if you buy like a tape echo delay um m- plugin. you know how it looks like a tape echo
3: yeah that's the whole that reason makes... i buy them
1: yeah well you just like put that up on your computer and then mm. like Hang that on the wall to make it look exactly. like You've got a tape echo. Uh, anyway, the um, the the GTX is is fantastic. It's that I've got one here at home. Uh, it's the amp that I I've to be honest, I've used it more than I've used my Princeton uh, this year. I think it's absolutely fantastic. Super easy to use, um, and yeah, I'm a big fan of it. I think they're uh, I think it's a, a banger.
3: I think they're really good. The I mean, you know, we spoke about this when they first came out, but the interface, the the way that. Um, you control uh, all of the patches and effects and everything even though you can obviously do it with the fender app the interface on the on the face of the app excuse me I, I, the what the tap the fender tap oh sorry the tap yeah um it is just it's is so good it's so well designed so easy to navigate and it just makes it a pleasure to to you know mess around and find new sounds with it i i think this is an absolutely cracking product and i think fender do a, a really solid job of uh of of continuing this this lineup. Yeah. Of course they are quite expensive for for um you know for sort of digital modelling amps that I guess this is the first time they're sort of aiming them as gigging amplifiers rather than rehearsal amplifiers. Or I know they did the larger sizes before, but it didn't feel like there was quite as much um you know quite as much focus on the larger sizes with these ones whereas with the with the previous ones. Whereas these ones
4: These only come in 50 or 100, right?
3: Exactly, yeah. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, so,
1: you know, they are designed to be kind of large, um, well, they're designed to be stage stage gigable amps, I guess. Um, They, uh, yeah, I mean, I I guess they are more expensive than you would expect for kind of a practice amp, but in
3: terms of... But good price for a gigging amp, I guess.
1: Good price for a gigging amp, and also I think, you know, when you look at other amps that are doing similar sort of things, so like like katana artists for example it's kind of the same sort of price as that i mean i don't know where that is at the moment but um it's it's a similar sort of price to that um and you know it's it's designed for people who want to have that kind of loud powerful amp but don't want something super heavy um don't want to buy a hot rod
4: deluxe don't want to buy a uh, a AC30 or something like that. Sure. I don't know yeah. if you mentioned Jake. It, yeah, it's got some proper kind of gigging features as well, like the effects loop and stuff like that. There does seem to be a kind of one eye on more what I would deem kind of pro features than than home features.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you've got the XLR out, so you know, if you are using it in uh, in a live scenario, you can you can do that. Um, there's the larger one comes with the seven-button foot switch, so you've got all of the you know, access to 200 presets, and you've got access to that's too um, many presets. Uh yeah. I mean, you know, the, the, that that's fine though, because you can have you can have your two presets, which is obviously uh, JCM 800 and off. That's yeah. that's fine. You uh, you just just tuner. alternate them and and tuner, yeah, yeah, and and that's fine. If that's how you want to play it, Mark, that's absolutely fine. You you, you roll it like
4: that. It's very very uh, oh, very wait, malleable. Wait till we get to the pedal section. I've got. Plenty of opinions about pedals this year, and how you only basically <laughs> need me. one pedal.
3: Oh god! Oh well, I can wait for that. Anyway, <laughs> let's seeing as uh, seeing as Jay's spoken about Fender, I guess Matt, you should talk about Boss.
2: Yes, and uh, a theme of um, solid state so far. Um, I don't think we've talked about a single oh, yeah. valve amp. Yeah
4: well the
3: one
2: has fi- got a valve, valve in it valve preamp yeah um so yeah we should we should probably talk a little bit about boss and uh the next tone special um so it's quite an interesting one for me because i'd um had a little bit of time quite a bit of time before it released to sort of sit down and and have a mess around with it and the the big thing with this is it's born out of a technology that we have called um, TubeLogic, which has been around for quite a while. It's a sort of design concept that the engineers use to develop technology that is about recreating amplifiers at component level. Um, So, you know, not trying to use digital modeling, actually trying to recreate the feel and design of an amplifier so our blues cubes were based around a very very particular uh tweed basement, um and then obviously we made the waza amps that sort of uh gave birth to katana uh and then next tone is like the next evolution of that and looking at what we can do uh to recreate not just the sound but the the feel and dynamics of an amplifier so kind of similar to what uh fender did with the tone masters and looking at the twin and deluxe um we sort of took the valve power section um and try to recreate as much of the kind of nuances as of a real amp as possible um so what you've got is a uh 80 watt class AB amplifier which makes a big difference because class AB is exactly the same as you get in the majority of amplifiers out there it's a a push and pull dynamic that's very very different to class D. Class D is very much a delivery system class AB is very much more like a well like a valve amp basically. Um, So we took it one step further evolved the technology a little bit more and basically delivered a two-channel amp that is totally customizable for someone who really wants to dive in. Um, So four different power amp stages that model um, uh, different uh, valves. So you've got 6v6, 6L6, EL34, EL84. Uh, And then you can really dive in and change whether you want a British or American EQ. Um, You've know, we got delay and reverb on there. Um, And then a second channel, which has got a little bit more gain. So think of it kind of like those old Mesa Boogie Lone Stars that have got two channels. Um, and both channels are kind of similarly voiced, but they've got a couple of different options. So this is much more of our sort of premium stage-ready amplifier for someone out there who, to be honest, is willing to take the leap from a valve amp to um, to the kind of next stage of, of technology. I think one thing that's really interesting at the moment is there's actually only two valve factories left in the entire world.
0: Really? Um, wow.
2: So, you know, I think there's one in Russia and one in China. Um, So, you know, Valve technology is a technology that audiophiles hold quite close to them, you know, uh, basically the MI industry and the hi-fi industry. And, um, you know, I think slowly but surely, you know, with this, obviously we talked a lot about Tone Master last time, um, last year, and obviously people a lot of people going to things like Mustang or Katana, a lot of people are actually going, or a lot of people coming into guitar playing might not know what a valve amp is, and they're just going, I want an amplifier. And there's this whole range of new technology out there for people. Um, But what we don't want to lose is that, you know, that kind of um, connection, that real feeling with an amp that you might have played before, whether it be a Fender, a Marshall, or a Vox, or whatever. Um, So we've kind of given you SM1 all of that in one box, and they can just sort of dial it in how they want. Um, Matt, just so what- I'm clear where they sit
4: in the range. <laughs> Essentially, Blues Cubes are gone now, right? And these are sitting... No, Blues
2: Cubes still exist. Oh, okay, right, okay, fine. Um, so, yeah, Blues Cube is much more of your... Um, Fender tweed. Oh, I'll tell you why I was confused,
4: because they're Roland B- Blues Cubes, aren't they? They're not under boss. I was looking at the boss website thinking, I can't see blues cube
2: anymore. Yeah, and um they're still made by the same engineering team. They were right. just uh, until Katana came out, there was no boss branded amplifier. Yeah, yeah, although yeah. it was the uh, boss engineer so, Matt, what's the
4: amps? what's the like where do these sit? Like why would someone buy Next Tone special versus you know the top end of the katana range or versus the the blues cube? range
2: okay so <clears throat> katana for me is very much i mean you people have gigged with katana um but katana is very much it will do a bit of everything so you, yeah. know, you can have a good clean sound you can have you know a crunch great sound a lead sound. sound sorry great, great, great clean, clean sound. sounds yeah i mean for me obviously they've both everything's got class A B power amps which i think makes the biggest difference in terms of of feel um, because it's far more responsive to the way that you that you play um so katana does a bit of everything it's got loads of effects in it you know you can go anywhere from just sort of like madness to just you know a good clean sound i love madness i know it's good scar sound um and then blues cube is much more like vintage tweed that's what it is it's based off uh, you know we basically dissected a, a a basement and you know looked at every component and tweaked it from there yeah. um so next tone is far more for your sort of amp connoisseur you know someone who's going i really want a you know a, a fender style amp for cleans but i really want like a, a cranked plexi for my marshall uh you know like a uh, for my lead sounds and it's like well you could buy a fender and it will sound great and it will sound like a fender or you can buy a Marshall, and it will sound good and it'll sound like a Marshall. but never the two shall meet um so this is much more of someone who's going i know what a good amp sounds like i know what good tone is i know what i want i just can't get everything in in one box but i don't want to go down the route of a multi-effects and like have a bunch of digital modeling i want to have something that's Far more real, far more tangible, and that's where Next Tone
3: sits for me because it's just premium modeling, I guess, premium amp. Yeah, modeling.
2: I mean, but it's not digital modeling. That's not what this amp is. This is not modeling. This right, is right, right. all you know, component based modeling. You know, it's, it's it's a circuit. You know, it's Class AB discrete analog power circuits, and when you do that, it totally changes the way the amp works inside. Um, but it's you know, analog input, analog output um and then a completely custom redesigned speaker which is based off a uh alnico bluebell which is the basically the legendary vox speaker so sort of think u2 um the edge think brian may um those sort of vintage sort of pinnacle 60s voxes all had those so we picked one of those because it's pretty open range that will you know go with it'll go with a 6L6-style power amp, but it'll go with an EL34 power amp. So I would say, that, yeah, this is someone who's far more into... Not to say that people who like Katana aren't into tone, but Katana's great because you can plug it in and you can dial in a bunch of stuff really quick, where this is something that you would dive into a little bit more and really like... Well, there's a lot of rotaries in, so. on the front. So it's it's two-channel. So we've given you, yeah, um, obviously full EQ, which I said you can stack between... British or American EQ basically uh an American EQ is if you turn it all the way down the sound goes off completely yeah uh, British EQ is is a bit more like a, a cut and a boost um but the one thing that we've added in is obviously so much of it comes down to the power section that's like the power amp is like the beating heart of a guitar amplifier that's what pushes all of the sound to the speaker. It responds to all the negative feedback from the speaker. It's what drives everything at a, you know a component level, and then obviously that comes through the way that you play and you know that feeling under the fingers. Um, so what we've done is we've added in like a custom tune control. So it's it's doing a lot of different things like internally, um, but you can really kind of dial in the sort of treble and bass of the of the power amp. Um, almost think of it like the cut control on top of the Vox. You know right. how that's like a tone control for the yeah valve? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then obviously you've got a, an attenuator, but rather than just making it quieter, it's changing the way the amp's responding dynamically. All of that can be saved as a preset. Um, oh. So, you know, if you're going into a, a studio and you're dialing in a bunch of stuff. Um, and, I, and I've got to say, like, quite honestly, I, you know, I got it out of the box and plugged it in, sort of dialed in... Um, my kind of ideal sort of slightly pushed clean sound which is like my Morgan and was just like there's no difference it just it felt and sounded exactly how I wanted it to sound Um, obviously it's a way more premium price points 899 euro Um, but I think you know, if you've got 99
3: nine go euro, right? Okay. Yeah,
2: but thing is, if you want to go and buy a twin and a plexi and an AC thirty, of course, uh, and a super champ, you I know, think that's just because of the that's you want.
1: That's a a silly
4: comparison though, because you're not doing well,
1: that. Yeah,
4: but also, I'm just thinking about where this sits in the range. Like, this is just, it's like, okay, you've got all you can out of a katana. This is your next obvious. Yeah, yeah for I think.
2: Sure. Your, I, I guess think about it, katana has got. One class A B power amp, but it's got five different preamps, you know, an acoustic, clean, crunch, uh, lead and and brown then all the effects. This is like, here's your amp sounds, and then what sort of power amp do you want? Yeah, here's your amp sound, dial in the kind of power amp you want, and then fine-tune
3: it. So it's like I said, it's it's a it's a much more amp like. It's for the connoisseur, isn't it? This this one. This is really about dialing in a very specific tone. I love that it feels like boss have gone to kind of the nth degree with making a shapeable amplifier that like as you say, it's not modeling, it's it's creating these tones, you know, via circuits, via something IRL.
2: Yeah. And I think it's um you know, we need to do these sort of things as well to move technology forward. So like I said, you know, this is tube logic is something that is not just one technology that we've then put in something. It's something that we constantly use and evolve and develop. Um, and obviously you know out of the Waza amp was born katana, you know wazer app was like three thousand euros uh and then obviously you know the technology that we built and developed and designed from that obviously gave sort of way to katana um so this is kind of that next step in in like i said you know moving technology app technology forward uh-huh. um yeah, because yeah. um like I said you know how how i mean. Will Valve Amps ever die? I don't we don't know. But um, you know, more and more people now, as we've seen with things like the Tone Master and, you know, a lot of the other things that we've talked about the last couple of years, more and more people are moving that way. Mm. Yeah. It's for just sure.
4: easier. And particularly now, like, you know, when we've had a year completely without gigs. The people that have been laughing are the people that have amps that, yeah, they could have gigs, you know, last year, but also work really well at home. So if you've got yeah. like a Katana 100 or whatever, or one of the Tone Masters, you know, you're laughing. If you're stuck with, you know, a like 100 watt 4x12 stack that you would normally <laughs> be doing, you know, multiple gigs every week, but is basically useless at home, um, you're the one losing out. You know, and it's the this kind of hybrid of... Uh, kind of gigging amp um, and something that you can use at home that I think is, is really interesting. And it does seem to be like, you know, in the boss range, obviously there's that jump from, okay, you've you've basically graduated from the Katana and then this is the next potential jump, I think. Or, you, yeah, you go over to something like the Fender stuff, um, which, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Jay, has attenuation and stuff that uh, makes it good for use at home,
2: right? Yeah, that's
4: right, yeah. So um, yeah, I like it. I'm I'm kind of won over by the next tone. I think it looks uh, looks neat. It's an amp for you,
2: Mark. I think it's an amp for you. I think what,
4: if you what you're had- basically saying is, I spend most of my time at home, but I would occasionally do a gig.
3: I don't think of Mark as being a tweaker, though.
4: No, I'm not. No, I'm, no, I, I, I think... tend not to tweak, Joe, but um, yeah. the Katana's enough for me, actually, but I would think that there's plenty of players who have spent, you know, they've had their Katana Mark One for, what, two, three years now, um, and they're thinking, right, what is the next step? And then the next tone does seem to be a mm. kind of uh, mm. obvious choice if, you, if you're if you into what boss are doing yeah. right now. And, oh, I,
2: you know, for me, I sort of, once I'd got my settings, I was like, that's it, I'm in. You know, I it was just kind of like, it allows you to sculpt... The perfect valve amp. It just doesn't have any valves in it.
3: Yeah. Well, uh, we should let's talk about the first valve amp that we're actually going to mention on this podcast. Mark Packham, why don't you talk to us about Mesa Boogie?
4: Yeah. So uh, this is a new one uh, on the list. I've not heard one in person, but I have spent quite a considerable time listening to um, some some demos of it. um, Simply because when we talked about it on the podcast, maybe what six weeks ago, something like that, five six weeks ago, um, it was kind of. Yeah, yeah, we we've talked yeah, talk, yeah we we've talked about this on the pod. Um, I was kind of blown away by how cool it is, uh, really, from a brand that we, you know, we don't talk about that much. Um, the Mesa Boogie Badlander uh, is a new head from well, new ish head from Boogie. Um, and it's, I guess, based on kind of, the, you know, it's it's from the rectifier family. Um, it sits, I think, somewhere in between. You know, the full size, you know, single, dual, triple rec heads, uh, and something like the the mini rec. Um, it's somewhere in between. It's that kind of in a in a, a package that's halfway between those two, um, with some of that kind of dna uh in in the box in the you know it's got things like the cab clone built in um which you know is again in a time when home recording is kind of more important than ever um the cab clone is included in the box um in terms of what it sounds like it's it sounds like a really modern boogie sound i think it's kind of the next stage on from that uh, you know classic american boogie sound sounds very very tight uh it's just a great sounding rock head from, from all the demos that I've heard. And again, you know, I haven't heard it in person, so I don't know what it's like when it's actually moving that air. Um, but from the demos that I've heard, it sounds very, very impressive indeed. 100-watt um, or 50-watt uh, versions, I believe. Uh, yes, and also available in head or rack mount format. There's also the 50s also available. <laughs> rack in mount? A, Sorry, did you say rack mount for Matt? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, rack mount format. <laughs> yeah, 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 rack, rack mount I, I'm format. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I'm in. Um, and there's also a one by 12 combat available of the 50. Um, so, yeah, um, not a huge amount to say. Other than that, um, 12X7 preamp tubes, uh, you can either use EL34s or 6L6s because you can bias it um, for either. Um, and the 50-watt head, yeah, so the 100-watt head gives 100-watt, uh, 50-watt, or 20-watt options. Um, the 50-watt, you can drop down from 50 to 20-watt three channels i believe sorry no two fully independent channels um and yeah i mean like i said uh, i haven't spent too much time glossing over the spec i dived straight in on the demos i was really impressed boogie's one of those brands that i just don't really think about because that sound generally is is not for me although i've really liked some of their amps in the past particularly the 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 traditional rectifiers that sound kind of isn't for me and this steps away from that a little bit um and i just thought it sounded a little bit tighter but the problem that i have sometimes with the um dual and triple x is that they can sound a little bit kind of like flabby uh, and again you know all comes with the caveat caveat that i've only heard this in recorded demos but it sounded really tight and focused um and just like big sounding um i, I know you looked at it matt as well
2: what were your what were your thoughts? I, um... I think this is. I think this is great. I think this is the, this is the treadplate rectifier for the modern age. Like yeah. I said, you know, this was, the, you know, the boogie rectifier was the amp of like late nineties, early two thousands in terms yeah. of that kind of new metal and and sort of what everyone had. A, everyone had because the clean set. Sa- I mean, I even had one. Uh, you know, because the you? clean. Sa- yeah, I like I had, a, yeah, I had a, I had a rectiverb which was there rectifier in a a combo oh yeah that's cool Um, that's great amp um and i think it's you know great great cleans really nice drive sound um but i think the one thing that i I really like about this and and it's something that's quite common on a lot of the amps is two channels but both channels are exactly the same so it's like you don't have to have a clean and lead sound you know you can have two you could have two lead sounds two crunch sounds Or, you know, two completely clean sounds just dialed in very, very slightly differently. Um, And Boogie always give you enough options without being like totally overwhelming. And I think it was about time they sort of did something like this, you know, brought that rectify sound into the modern day with the the way that music's changed, especially the kind of players of this amp for the last like 20 years. Um, it, It kind of feels it feels right. Um, sounded
4: like to me, it sounded like a super fast attack, you know. And if you're thinking about the kind of players that are um, popular, you got to think about the, you know, the YouTube and the Instagram guitarists of the world that are like, you know, doing that kind of shreddy stuff. This seemed absolutely suited to I mean, that.
2: Yeah, it needs to be, it needs to be much tighter, you know. And that's what that's what they've kind of done, you know. Um, they, you know, they say tighter, meaner, and more and more aggressive. Where, you know, if you listen to a lot of the people, if you listen to you know, Misha Manchester and, and those guys there, they're using super, super clean sounds and then super high gain sounds that are really almost quite compact. Um, you know, so it's, you know, often liken like, like Mashuga to like beyond distorted because it's yeah. so tight. It almost doesn't sound like a massive cranked Marshall in some ways. You know, it's a totally different thing. Um, I think this is great. I think. I mean, obviously, the fact they've done a rack-mount version is absolutely superb. <laughs> um, because now I want one in, like, an 8U rack system with, like, loads of flashing lights. Two how different much are, tuners. How much
3: are the Badlanders?
4: Uh, like, let's have a look. Have I two, got price?
2: 2299 I think. Something right. like so that.
4: it
3: is, it is Mesa Boogie price points.
2: Yeah. Which, again, you know, if we're looking at a lot of the things... I mean, this year has been boutique high-end amps, or it's been sort of much lower pedalboard amps, or sort of modelling, I guess. There's there's sort of very little in the middle, you know. There's not a Hot Rod Deluxe-esque amp in the middle. It's like, here's some sort of more basic, you know, sort of... Well, I guess that's the the next tone, right,
4: that's filling that spot this year. Yeah,
2: Yeah. I guess so, in in some ways. Obviously, being solid state's a little bit different. But yeah, so many boutique amps this year, I'd say. Um, But I think it seems like a good year for Boogie. I mean, one amp that I think actually also deserves a bit of a shout-out and I think it was Winter NAM this year, which we haven't talked about. They had the Fillmore, yeah, um, mm. and they also had the California Tweed. Um, and I mean, you know, we raved about the Fillmore. I mean, loads of people have been raving about the California Tweed. I think it looks incredible. Um, so I mean, yeah, I think I think Boogie's coming back. Boogie's back, baby. Well, this is the, <laughs> the Badland is the first one for ages
4: that um, I have heard again just in demos but um I've heard it and it was the first one that really sort of turned my head and I was like oh boogie oh yeah boogie a wicked okay yeah I'm into this um and I like the fact that it's not in like a full-size head as well that was one of my other yeah. kind of bugbears like about that. boogie is you know having worked in a shop that sold them and had to move them <laughs> on a regular basis um, storing you know, the boxes storing the I mean the boxes are so oh, oversized I mean God. great great because you know they're obviously shipping from the states and you know fantastic that they're packaged really well but a Mesa Boogie head box is like double the size of a Marshall head we, box or something. You know, they're, we they're spend huge. enough
2: time in middle warehouse. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, those. exactly. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Middle warehouse, storing the boxes. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of like that. It's in a format that is just a bit more manageable because you know those the the uh, the old rectifier series heads were just. Huge, you know, and boogie gear in general was, was was just huge. So this makes things a bit more manageable um, and just a bit more giggable in in the modern day. So yeah, I'm into it, and obviously the benefit of having the Cap Clone as well, great for home recording. People have raved about how the kind of latest uh, revision of the Cap Clone is really good. So um, yeah, I think uh, I think this is a bit of a winner. I like it. Well, speaking
3: of suitable for home recording, the amplifier that is absolutely taking over the internet, that has been in the hands of pretty much every single influencer on YouTube and has really made it a bit of a splash, the Positive Grid Spark. It's impossible to ignore this app, and it's impossible for us not to consider this amp as one of the greatest releases this year. You know, even just for its popularity with people, it just seems to be... Flying off the shelves, and why not? It's it's a hundred, well, it's two hundred and two hundred and thirty quid, I think, normally. When we're recording this, it's still in the sort of Black Friday cyber Monday week, so it's a hundred and seventy nine pounds as we're recording it. And just the amount of features that Positive Grid have managed to pack into the spark is unbelievable. I mean, it's a convenient size, it's good looking, they've designed it to be a living room amplifier, but just you know, it's it is a it's a 40 watt practice amp where they have thought of absolutely everything so to, to like run through a few of the incredible features that they've packed in for the, to this they include uh smart jam is one of their features which is a um, a platform that that learns is it's an app that learns the style and feel that you that you play in and then it can generate uh, bass and drum tracks to accompany you in an appropriate style. Admittedly, I haven't tried that. That could be very, very broad down to sort of blues, metal, punk sort of thing. But nonetheless, it's a great feature. It's not something I especially care about, but wonderful. Yeah. Um, and then they have the auto chords thing. So as you're playing songs in from Spotify or Apple Music or YouTube in real time, it can display on your phone via the, the Spark app, the chords that are being played for you to play along to, which is very, very useful. I thought voice command was quite a nice little touch as well. If you're playing guitar yeah. and you're trying to trying to use the app, it is pretty convenient to be able to control the, the amplifier via the app um via via voice command which is pretty pretty good of course um, does it understand like swear words when i mess something up i imagine <laughs> does
4: so it, yeah it, me yeah. dropping an f-bomb does it automatically go okay i'll rewind the track for <laughs> you know, like, 30 <laughs> seconds so we can give it another go
3: that's that would be wonderful i hope it does but of course positive grid responsible for bias amp and bias effects two incredible sort of plug-in platforms that are you know just just so absolutely uh world leading when it comes to uh, you know virtual instruments they have crammed a whopping 10,000 different tone options from amps and effects uh into the Spark and and it's ever growing as well cuz they're always adding more stuff and you have access to all of it with the Spark all of the positive grid effects and amplifier plugins which include all their artist 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 presets <laughs> <laughs> um, as, as well and and all of the things like that which is, which is you know on its own fantastic if if you were getting this just as a plugin suite this would be incredible for 200 quid <laughs> let alone getting it with a real world amplifier um and then the fact that you know it, it it can actually act as a as a USB audio interface and it comes with a copy of my favorite DAW, Persona Studio One Prime, which is the mid-ranged um version of Studio One. It might, must actually come with an add-on for Prime as well because Prime doesn't allow you to use third-party uh plugins, so it must include the add-on which which allows you to do that, which in itself is 80 pounds, the plugin to oh. to uh, to do that. Sorry sorry, go on Jay.
1: Sorry, I was just going to say I I think that's actually something that's really worth bearing in mind as well because this is kind of this amp kind of fits in an area where there's not too many options for someone who's, you know, if if, if what you want is you're a kind of, you know, luddite like me uh-huh. who quite likes the idea of doing some home recording but doesn't really understand how you do any of that. Being yeah. able to plug into an amp and then in being able to plug into an app that is on the tabletop, and yeah. then into the computer, I think I just think that's I, I think it's a really good way of doing it. Like obviously you can go in through, um, you can you can do this sort of thing through um, most modern amps now. But like, yeah, I just want it all self-contained. That 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 would be the thing for me. Like being able to have this on my desk at work or something exactly um, i think it's a i, th- I think it's a re- and th- you know it looks really neat as well i think there's a there's a lot there's a lot to like about it yeah the, um,
3: absolutely it, uh, just to, just to round up it, you know if this was just a practice amp with this many features i'd be like this is fantastic you know for the price but the fact that it's important to note that it comes with prime with the add-on well prime is 80 quid. The add-on to use third-party plugins is 80 quid. So that's 160 quid. If you just went on to Presonus's website and bought, and bought um, Studio One, L- you know, let alone... Th- so you're essentially getting the amplifier for free, <laughs> more or less, because of that one feature alone, which is completely incredible. Suitable for bass and acoustic guitars as well. Um, no one cares about
4: those. <laughs> I think...
3: Two
2: for, for me, there's a couple of things that I thought were, were really quite neat. I thought the fact that you can, like like you say, you can port in Spotify or YouTube and it will listen to it and then, like, recognise the chords. I thought that was really
3: good if you just want to jam I'd like over. I'd see it do something. that on some Omar tracks, to be honest. Yeah,
2: yeah. See, <laughs> uh, see how it handles that. Giant, yeah. giant steps, you know, to uh, <laughs> how many chords it can pick up there. Um, but, yeah, just to, to kind of... Uh, to. Fill in a couple of the bits there, Joe. So yeah, the the pre-jam tracks that are on there, um, I guess liken it a little bit to the Digitech Trio in the kind of the way it works. You've got a couple of styles. Uh So you've got four different music styles, um, and there's 30 different jams within those music styles. And then there's three different AIs, believe it or not, that have names. Dave, Sharon, and Charles.
3: Oh, Uh, really? (laughs)
2: um and uh yeah you can basically uh you can pick a um you can pick an an ai and then pick a jam and it will give you chords then you can play in some chords recognize that and it'll put a bass and a drum track around it so again i think this is a for me it's I think the app is really visual. I think it looks really nice. Yes, they've obviously done all the plugins and stuff, which is a real bonus. Um, But I think it's the the play along features and the jam features, I think, are a real nice bonus. Uh, For people who want a desktop amp, they want to jam along to stuff. But quite often, I mean, I'm the same, you know, I go, oh, I really want to play along to this. I have no idea what the chords are. It's like fumbling around to find the key. I'm like, I've got to look at the tab just so I know what the chords are. You can sort of just let this do it for you. Yeah. You know, and the fact that you can do it over desktop or Wi-Fi is really nice. Um, Yeah, it's it's a cool, it's a very, very cool little amp. And actually, it's got a little bass reflex speaker, so it's really good for playing music through. If you just want to use it as a little uh,
3: kind of Bluetooth speaker as well. Yeah, it's just very, very good. It's a very good price for a lot of features, like a lot of features. You know, they could have had half of this stuff on, and we'd still be saying, "Oh, this is a great product." Yeah,
2: I think um, the only the only downside for me is the fact that. Unless you have the amp, the app connected to it, you're basically locked out of everything. Um, so just as an amp, it kind of is a bit plain. You have to pl- plug the amp, app in, which I think might be a bit of a downside for some people yeah, who are like not yeah. really into that technological thing. They're just like, I just want an amp to plug in, and it's like yeah, that yeah, would you be, can do that. that it
1: would be a hard uh, that I just I just. What? Think back to the days of of working in a guitar shop and people being like, "What do you mean? What do you mean? I do it from my phone?" It's just right. like anything, anything. What do you mean? What do you mean? I do it from my phone? Unless you can do it on the on the, the face of the amp,
2: it's yeah. like yeah. It, it, it's um, it has tinges of um, Line Six Amplify <laughs> to yeah. it. You know, super basic, but you had to plug the app in, and then once you did that, it kind of really, uh, really opened up. Sure.
3: Yeah, I I guess so. I can see that as a as a, as a point that it's not standalone. I think um, the um
2: I think the winner is the fact that they've they've done all the plugins. You know, they've done the hard work. Yeah. <laughs> in terms yeah, exactly. of the in terms of the design and 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 the UI and everything. Gone. No, oh, we just need to basically make a <laughs> well, a
3: platform that's that's... to make it loud. <laughs> There's no, there's no good reason not to buy the Spark if you're into positive grid. I think Bias Amps is a hundred quid, Bias Effects is a hundred quid, so you yeah. know, so and if you wanted to buy those two plus Studio One to work on, you'd spend three hundred quid, yeah, or four hundred yeah. quid nearly. Or you could buy a Spark for two hundred and uh, get exactly the same thing. So it's it is. There's a lot of bang for buck there, but I do appreciate yes. Not being a standalone amplifier, you know what happens when mum calls. You know, (laughs) (laughs) your mum calls me all the time, Joe. So uh, the phone. I'm
2: using the internet.
3: Um, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's a bit of a callback to that. So, which is why we should start talking about um, a real-world amplifier. Matt Knight, coming back to you.
2: Yes, you know what's uh, what's better than one, two. (laughs) <laughs> and um no. what's better than right. one Friedman Dirty Shirley but two um and that's exactly what we've got here with the uh Friedman um twin sister um basically in my opinion Friedman's best amp is, is the Dirty Shirley because it's that classic JTM 45 you know the iconic uh, Marshall Plexi hot-rodded by um Dave Friedman but it's single channel, so it's like you can only really dial it in one way, and then that's sort of set and forget. And quite a few people have gone like, oh, "I don't want to buy two of them; I just want one amp head." Um, and that's kind of, and that's what you've got here. So you've got a forty watt dual, the ch- uh, dual, uh, dual channel based uh, modern JTM forty five. So all of the signature British tone um, that Friedman's sort of been known for. Um, that just makes it super versatile and way beyond the um, the normal um, dirty Shirley. And I mean, Friedman like really knows Marshall amps. There was a, a Pete Thorne video that came out recently talking about EVH and how he's modded certain amps and changed different capacitors and changed different pots to give different feelings. And you know how it the neg the negative feedback response going out to speakers and stuff. So you know, in in my eyes, these are the best hot rodded marshals that you can buy. They just don't say Marshall on them. Um, and I think it's nice now because a friend of mine's actually got one of the normal Dirty Shirties which is used in the studio and I've sort of sat there and heard it through cabs and heard it through monitors and it's great, but you've got to make decisions like, do I have it clean or do I have it cranked? And a lot of the time, obviously, if you've got that sort of martial vibe, you want it cranked, um, but there's some really nice sort of on-the-edge clean tones in there. So I think this is a super nice option, a much-needed um, option. Um, for I don't think an absolutely crazy what are price. What you talking about? It's
3: over two thousand pounds,
2: yeah. But considering that, you know, if you take a lot of his other sort of uh iconic amps, like um, a lot of the other heads that he's done, the Butter Slacks or the um, the Jerry Cantrell one, some of the signature ones, they're like nearly three or four grand. <sighs> um, you know, so for me. I, I mean, Joe, you always complain that two grand is too expensive for an amp, whereas I'd say that is like the benchmark for a lot of these sort of like um, these amp heads. I think that's, I mean, yeah, you can spend less and you can get, I mean, the, I just had a look, the um, Mesa Boogie California tweed heads like 1800 quid. Um, but I think, in, you know, if you've got more than three control knobs on it <laughs> and, um, <laughs> You know it's it's gonna be around two grand Mm. you know i think it's gonna be around two grand and i mean he's got a, a huge range of of different amps but the to me this one is the jtm 45 which i think i you know is is one of the the iconic ones
3: wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere.
4: ACAST.com Seems to me like there's kind of three very distinct splits in this category in in AMP releases in general. There's boutique stuff, boutique heads, there's your kind of mid-price non-valve stuff, and then there's the uh, kind of connected stuff as it were like you know the the positive grid uh i'd say to an extent the the Mustang GTX um yeah it does seem very clear that amp the way amps are going are you either buy like one of those three things it's like you go all valve and you get like yeah a boogie or uh you get the Friedman you go like uh this the connected one which relies on apps you know which is positive grid or the gtx or you're going down like the milkman route or you're going down the newt route or even to an extent i guess the uh the boss next time kind of fits into that group as well because it is you know like um a non-valve app um yeah it does seem like there's three distinct trends emerging here yeah. Mm,
3: yeah yeah absolutely um, are there are there any other amps we want to throw into the uh, to the pile at this stage? Nothing from me. Nothing. We're good. We're good. That's uh, that's the whole bunch of them. Okay. So what we're considering then is uh, the Milkman The Amp 100, the new Fender Mustang GTX, the Positive Grid Spark, the Mesa Boogie Badlander, the Ashdown Newt, the Friedman Twin Sister and the Boss Nextone. Now we need to boil this down, boys. How did we boil this down last time?
4: We went top five for the guitars, but I think maybe should we just pick a top three because like the top five, yeah, you know, there's what, not that, there's not that much stuff here.
3: Yeah, yeah, what's that's true. Everyone's what's everyone's keepers? Um, let's.
4: Just, I, I'll, let me run down some stuff. So, I think the positive grid needs to be in the list somewhere. I would say, um, just because of you know the kind of impact it's had this year, the
2: amount of people seemingly
4: that have that well, bought them. Yeah, I
2: mean, they're saying a hundred thousand sold on their website, which yeah. is uh, I mean, that's just
1: absolutely ridiculous.
4: Yeah, so I mean, I, I personally
3: think the positive grid's got to stay.
4: So Mark like them- says
3: the spark. Yeah, are, you, I, are you just saying a top three in any order right now?
4: Yeah, yeah, I'm just, gonna, I'm just saying three that I think should be on there. Um, I would say, you know, I'd love the Milkman to be on there, but, I mean, I think you guys are probably just going to say, yeah, it's basically the same as the product that we put through a couple of years ago, but, uh, you know, a bit louder. Um, oh, the other, other one that I think is really interesting is the Badlander, because for me it's the first time that a boogie sort of turned my head for a long time. Um, not since the... Oh, what was that really good one? The... The Electrodyne, the Triple Crown? The, the, the Transatlantic, Royal Atlantic. The, 25, the, the, the five, five t- the
3: 525 five, five, Express, five, five, yeah. yeah. No, you're thinking uh, of the, the Transatlantic. Royal Atlantic.
4: The Royal Atlantic was the, the one that really kinda of turned my head. But I mean that's gotta be what, seven or eight years ago now, something like yeah, that. Long, so probably
2: longer than that. Yeah, yeah,
4: so the Badlander I think deserves to be on there, just from from my perspective, because I did listen to those demos and I was like, wow, this is a fantastic sounding amp. So And what's those, your
3: third one?
4: Uh, well, I said the milkman. I'd say the milkman, the positive grid, oh, the and the badlander. But I understand if uh, you know. I think the positive grid is
3: probably a lock for all of oh, us.
2: I, yeah, I, I would agree. I think um,
3: you, you think the spark as well. Do you? Nitro? Well, I
2: mean, obviously, it's uh, you know, to, you know, putting my work hat on for a minute. You know, it's a bit, <laughs> a bit of serious competition here, and I think you know, as Jay said, it's man. I mean, it's it is everywhere. It is everywhere. And if they've sold a hundred thousand us, that is it is madness. So it must be doing something right. So I think we'd kind of be crazy to just go see. Si, yeah, si. I'm bored of looking at adverts. I need to just like say no, no to it sort of thing. <laughs> um so uh, I think it's
3: cool. I mean it's remarkable value. That that is yeah, undeniable. I, I think
2: if you're you're into I, I think it's its biggest downside is the fact that without the app
3: it is but well, that is, that is, is, an, is like, strong, I have but... I have a rubbish phone, and that, for me, actually makes oh, it, I, like... Oh,
2: and it doesn't work for Android. Oh, doesn't it's it? I, no, it's iOS only.
3: Oh, that changes oh, the game a little bit. Um, I just remembered that. Um, well, you know why that is? There's a very good reason for that, and that is because uh, Android isn't capable of... Um, zero latency audio transfer. So, any anyone who's moving down this sort of line, you, you notice that the the Isotope, um, what's the Isotope Spire? thing called? Spire um, it is uh, whilst it's it's iOS uh, whilst it's uh, it, it works with Android. They're constantly having to run updates for it because Android is just not fit for purpose um, when it comes to using. I think I
1: don't. I don't think that's true, Matt.
2: I think I think it is. No, I, um, is it I not? mean I'm. Um, just... Unless it says specifically on their website,
1: uh, I, I've I'm heard that a, it doesn't the work. The spark. Oh no! Yeah, spark it definitely
3: Amp,
2: does have a Google Play Store. The spark camp is on option. the
4: Play Store. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah oh, okay. Yeah. I, I I've heard it, that
2: it had. Yeah. It didn't work, but okay, maybe not
4: then. You boys cussing out the Android, and I. I... Bloody love a bit of Android. I think. Um,
3: I think. Well, from, no, I'm being honest. Like, it, Android is not fit for purpose when no, it comes I, to this sort of thing. But. I'm sure it
4: works fine. Otherwise, they wouldn't uh, advertise well, an app for this. And to be honest, Joe, I've I've used the um, Spire with my phone. Loads. It sounds. It's well, wicked. I, well, I, I also
0: don't
1: think you need to. I like, I don't really see why you need zero latency when you're not using video at the same time. Well, you know, as long think, as as long as it's more or less there.
2: Yeah, but you're you're streaming the jam tracks from you know if you want to try and play along and it's a bit jerky it won't matter will it because you just play to it so yeah i think i think the um from my understanding and this is just a general comment i think the thing is is that apple use one particular bluetooth module which everyone knows and works to from an engineering point of view where android there is people who every other phone basically there's loads of different bluetooth modules they can choose to pick in their phone and they can be they can massively vary in terms of their quality of performance and that's what makes android a sometimes tricky platform for these which is why a lot of people focus on ios um because the bluetooth modules can vary in in android phones because there's no standard um, where it's more standard in apple
3: I'm just so glad it works going with it because I might actually get one of these. They look wicked. So you're going for, for Spark, Matty, as your first choice. Well, I think... Uh, what um, else are you going to throw in there? Well, oh, not first choice. As one of the three, Spark is definitely through for you. Is that what well, you're
2: saying? Well, I, I mean, I, I, I've I actually got a different three, but I, I think... Okay, well, we, say I, what your three are. Well, I mean, I love the next tone. And I generally do say that because I, I've had one for, for months and yeah. I've used it and played it and it just sound it doesn't it's fantastic. Just sound good it feels good and that's matt what you
3: don't have to one. legitimize your, your your decision there the the next tone is a fantastic amplifier in anyone's book it's really uh, yeah solid next choice. one
2: um and then I, I i would agree with uh mark badlander um again i think for me and as someone who loves the sort of boogie tone i think it's nice they've brought that into the the modern day uh as it were you know sort of updated it for today's sort of guitar player um and for me the Friedman because I think there's something I I guess you could argue with the Friedman though and this is the argument that some of you might take is it's not really anything new they've already made the Dirty Shirley and it's been out for a number of years it's just two in one box so I in some ways I'd be prepared to kind of accept that if no one else voted for that but we're going for the spark then I think that's probably a valid argument yes
3: yeah well I'm, I'm gonna have to throw the spark in uh as as one of mine I, I just think it's such a such a an absolutely brilliant amplifier this the other two are really tough for me because from my perspective i love the mustang i'm quite invested in that i've loved every amplifier that boss have made for some time i just think they are absolutely killing it when it comes to amplifiers um and, and obviously, I introduced the, the new. I'm not fussed about the Badlander or the Freedman. They're not my cup of tea. Um, and as much as I love the new, that Milkman is damn cool. So I'm actually going to throw the Milkman in there. Milkman? Milkman. The Milkman. You know, like Fireman. Spider-Man. We discussed this. Spiderman. Spider-Man. <laughs> Phil Spiderman. Yeah. Um, and then it's tough for me um because i'm kind of like i love i love the mustangs so i kind of want to put the mustang in but i'm like is it different enough from the original mustang to go in
1: uh, it, it it is it's completely different it sounds better it looks better there's more functionality there's more
4: power it is a good product uh, yeah great
1: i product. i mean it's 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 completely it's, it's night and day in comparison They look like they're a
4: di- different vibe as well, like things like the effects they loop are, and all
1: that are sort so of stuff. Good. They
3: are so good. Yeah. And, it's and-
1: it's completely different. Better speaker <sighs> and everything. Oh, Obviously, Joe, it's up to you and I'm not going to... It's just
3: uh, the thing for me, I think, that appealed to me about the Mustang was actually the original GT40 because it was kind of like the Spark, like it was a little desktop... Mm-hmm. Amplifier. I actually loved the look of the previous ones. I loved that they accepted they were like, these aren't gonna be used on stages, so let's make it look good around the home. And I thought they looked perfect for this. Almost in making this a gigging amplifier, they've gone back to some of the previous styles. And I'm slightly less into the look of this one, but it is a very good product. But then I I love the next tone, I love the boss stuff, but I'm not really into like how much nitpicking there is on 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 the next tone. It's a bit too Like, can I just have something that sounds clean? Well, that's, I mean, that's always people's problem with the boogies. Yeah, well, exactly. And I don't like boogies for the same reason, which puts me in an awkward position with the next tone. It's a bit of, it's kind of the boss boogie. Um, Oh, so it is tricky. I'm almost in a position where I'm like, I don't really like any of (laughs) those other ones kind of enough. I don't feel I should put the milkman and the newt through. Um, I think I am going to go for the next tone. I am, because it just sounds so blooming good. So there we are. Spark, Milkman, and next tone from me. Um, Matt has gone next tone, Badlander, Friedman. And Mark has gone Spark, Badlander, and Milkman. Jay Cross, it's all down to you.
1: Uh, I mean, the the amp that I'm most familiar with is the GTX. Obviously, I've had one for a um, for for most of the year, I think it sounds great. It's a great home amp. Um, and uh, yeah, well, i mean calling
4: those hamps now.
1: Hamps, yeah, yeah. it's a great <laughs> amp. Um, and uh, Joe, you know, with the uh, extra 450 quid that you're gonna have to spend buying uh, and the next time, the, yeah. the next amp one. that look sounds like a GTX but looks completely different, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go on holiday. I'm gonna go on holiday. Um, really, so, I'd buy another guitar. Well, that's the difference between me and you. Wait until I come back all tanned. It's gonna be lovely. Uh, and I get a couple of weeks away from you fellas, which would be which would be really nice. But no, so uh the GTX is obviously up there for me. Um I was c- convinced by Mark with the milkman I think the milkman looks cool. It's it's you know, I know that we've talked about um the previous iteration in the past, but uh, I think this looks a lot better. I think yeah. having the uh, the extra power just makes it a lot more um malleable and a lot more usable um so I would say that and then of course I think it's really difficult not to not to put the spark up there I think it's a uh, it's a great yeah. product that that fits uh fits a really good place mm-hmm. and uh you know it just seems like they've uh, they've they've come at it the right way
3: so yeah, yeah for me those
1: are those would be my top three.
3: Wow so we've got three sparks three Milkman um two Badlanders two
4: Next Tones um it feels to me like spark wow. is our is our winner here and then it's I, between the i next... think so yeah i mean spark we've all picked spark apart from matt right but i think i feel like the feeling towards spark is is pretty strong for the uh the winner um and then i guess it's between badlander and milkman
3: I, oh, I and, th- and next time oh, sorry again. so hold on
4: so no, go, go
2: down again three for
3: there's three spark. for spark but there's three for milkman as well that's true
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
3: let's let's maybe not write Spark into the victory slot just yet, because there's three for Spark, three for Milkman, and then there is then there's two for uh, Next Tone and two for Badlander. So, Listen, as, as... so even Next Tone or Badlander aren't going to make it into the top three, and either I, either I would... Spark or Milkman's going to win.
2: I I would agree with Mark, though. I think the Spark is probably. I think purely from a impact point of view, I think that's an extra point that uh, that it's had over anything else. Yeah, I I mean, uh,
4: the Milkman is a you know, like we said with the uh, the previous one, it's a fantastic product, but I think it is a lot more niche than the Uh uh, than the Spark. Mm. I, I feel like you know, for me, I picked the Milkman as the thing I wanted to talk about here, and listening to everyone's arguments. I'm quite happy for the Spark to win over the milkman but the Milton should come in the top two, I think. Well, as, the Milton as... needs
3: to come second then, surely, well, because it's had the same us, amount three of, of votes. It.
4: Yeah, I, mean, yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Which yeah. means
3: then third place is coming down to the battle of the uh the Badlander in the next stone.
4: Yeah, I mean for me I'd fight for the Badlander all day long, just simply because I like I said I heard it and it kind of uh really, really turned my head, which is something a boogie's not done for a long time.
3: Right, okay. So uh, and and I guess <laughs> really the tricky one for that is going to be Matt because Matt selected like the both. next stone and yeah, the bandlander. Mark not... selected the bandlander. I selected the yeah. next stone because I'm
2: not really a fan of the milkman. So, but I know that it's three or against one. So, and both of these two. So I'm happy to be swayed either way. I think it would really come down to you three.
3: Oh, okay. So you're waiting for? So maybe me and Mark have got to put a case to you. Um I, I don't mean, think that
2: needs the
4: case to be made for the next Tone, to be honest. No, things I probably think on board with I, that.
2: I would have both of those amps, and I yeah. think they're both and I think they're both fantastic, and I would ha- be happy to see both in the in the top three. Um I think yeah. it's kind of just down to you guys. You know, I think yeah, you know, I put my case forward for for Next Tone, and I think I think it's a fantastic amp. I've loved it to bits. Um, I think it's the most boutique experience I've had in terms of amps with or without valves. Um, and it feels like something that if you'd have heard it blindfolded, you'd go, well, it's like a, you'd assume from the way it feels and the way it plays that it'd be a super expensive two-rock or something. Personally, I know that maybe that sounds exaggerated to some. But then again, the boogie, like I said, I think is, um, it's, it's the rectify for the next generation.
4: You know what the obvious thing to do would be, it would Cross. be here is Jay Cross. Jay's Jay got Cross. A pick between the two: next tone yeah. or the boogie.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean it's difficult for me because I, I mean, I've I've not tried this this next one. I mean, I've tried tried the previous iteration. And I thought it was it was fine. Um, it would have never have been my my first choice. I mean, it wouldn't have been my first choice boss amp. I mean, I'd still I'd still choose a katana over over the next tone. Um, But then again, I'm in a similar position with the boogie. I mean, I, I struggle to think of a, of a situation where, where I would ever choose that. Um, So, I, I mean, I don't know. I I think it's great that, that boogie are doing a, uh, doing a, uh, you know, an amp like this, that, uh, you know, relatively lower power, relatively reasonably priced when you're looking at, um, you know, at,
4: I mean, it's two Boogie. grand. You know, that's the that's the yeah. Thing. But it's not. It's, yeah, it is two it's grand. two. grand. Yeah, you're right.
1: It's. I guess it's like well, it's not two and a half grand like the jewel rex were or whatever. You know, it's it, it's a lot of money. I, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I guess probably if it was out of those two, I'd probably if it was my money, I'd probably buy the next tone. Um, but I wouldn't because I I'd, I'd buy the katana if I was buying. Uh, yeah, I don't. I I out of those two, I'd probably say the next tone.
3: The next tone does seem like a more guitar nerdsy choice. I I obviously understand that I've selected the next tone as one of mine. So.
4: I mean, I'm totally happy for next tone to um to go through, but I'd also be happy if this top three was Spark, Badlander, and Next Tone. Like, and the Milkman wasn't on there. I, I don't know. That would be
2: my top
3: three. I, I think the Milkman's got too many votes to to not be in there. No, I'd be. I'd be yeah, I think so. Sorry. Yeah, no, I, mean, I he agree's
2: I, too. He relinquishes his vote. Oh, well, there we go. Next Tone, Badlander and Spark in the top 3. <laughs> I mean, I think you
4: know, I think three um three people voted for the moment, so it needs to be in the in the top 2. But, yeah, I'm I'm easy on the Next Tone or the Badlander. I think they're both fantastic products. Um the Next Tone I think has got more mass appeal uh, because you know, it's a lower price point. It's got that range of sounds in there. The Boogie is a very very specific thing if you want. That kind of classic boogie rectifier tone, but as Matt said, you know, uh, upgraded for the kind of the the new generation, as it were. Um, then the Badlander is a fantastic product. I'd be happy for either to go in, Joe. I'm going to leave it up to you. I think. I
3: mean, it's. I mean, I I feel bad making that decision, but I I really don't like the Badlander um, as as a as a product. It feels a little bit dated. Just sort of not, that's not just, especially it's, it's exciting. It's just because
4: you're not down with the boogie thing, though. That's, uh, guess, that's yes, all that is. Yeah, it's the, not, I think, fact, yeah, the
1: connotations are, are two and are a
3: half fierce. I just a two grand sort of, uh, you know, amp that was popular 20 years ago,
4: but it's slightly it's,
3: revoiced. But it seem t-
4: it's taken that and it's put it in a package that is much more pal- palatable to what players want now, which and and you know, again. It sounds great. That's what it comes down to is it sounds absolutely wicked. The sound might not be for you. I know, you know, you, it's not really a kind of like big American rock thing that, that Boogie do so well. doesn't necessarily um, uh, uh, intersect with the things that you're into, but it is a great sounding amp. But like I said, you know, if you think that the next tone is is more um, to our taste, you know, I, like I said, I'm split on that. If you're really not into the Boogie, then I think it makes sense for the next tone to go into the top two.
3: Well, if 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 everyone else is happy with that, I would write that in just because you know I think everyone thinks the next tone's pretty good. Um, yeah, whereas totally. the, like the, the Badlander is maybe slightly more split.
4: Yeah, I, I I think the Badlander is a more. Uh, specific product, so yeah, it, we're always gonna end up with this kind of quandary. Um, but yeah, my I, I, the next tone sounds great, great feature set. I'm I'm into it, so more than happy for that to uh, to get the
3: plaudits. Well, in that case, we finish uh, the amps uh, section of this Gear of the Year podcast with the Boss Next Tone taking runner up, the Milkman the Amp One Hundred also in runner up, and the Positive grid spark topping the bill, um, with winner of best amp of 2020. Wow, who would have thunk it? Another digital phone based amp winning, uh, best amp in, in a year where you can't
4: go outside. It yeah, makes it, sense, it has, it
3: absolutely has to win. Okay, well, we're gonna take a short break, dear listener, and then we're gonna be back. And we're going to be discussing the best other thing of 2020. We'll catch you after this break. Welcome back, dear listener, after that brief break. Now, we have crowned the Positive Grid Spark Amp, the uh, winner of Best Amplifier of 2020 in our Gear of the Year podcast series. It's up to us to decide what the best other thing is. And I love this category because it's completely... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Impossible to compare the different things that we've got in here. So we've got like uh, this time we're going to be talking about a cab sim, a headphone amplifier, a plug in. Um, a microphone and a power supply. <laughs> so, how we're going to work this one out, I don't know. Um, but, <laughs> but let's uh, let's um, let's start things. Out. I'll I'll kick things off, shall I? Um, with the with the first product that I want to talk about, something that we got quite involved in earlier in the year, the Two Notes Audio Engineering Torpedo Captor. X, following on from kind of the success in recent years of, of of course the uh um the ox box and then there was the uh, the boss uh tube amp expander um uh two notes have tried to create something uh, a little bit lighter on the pocket in the to- in the torpedo captor x again something that works well with an app on your phone which is very very useful um so this is a load box that you can use with any of your um, your tube amp heads in order to get the the best out of them for either practice on headphones straight into a door or maybe just to attenuate them. Um, the Torpedo Captor X is a you know a fantastic device, something that was that a lot of people were priced out of. And I feel that this is a recording solution for a lot of people. Anyone making records at home, this is probably the best thing you can get because it comes with uh two notes, um, their their uh their the plug-in technology, sorry, wall of sound. It's yes, thank you. Sounds. That was the name. I was, I was just going to call it the plug-in because I couldn't remember it. Their wall of sound tech, which is very good, where you can choose not only you know the the cabinet, as in the speaker size, type of cabinet, uh, type of back that cabinet has, but the room that it's in, and the two mics that you're using to mic up that cabinet. Their location in the room is very, very good. Very versatile. Comes with an incredibly broad. A broad range of different speakers that you can use. It just, it just means you can make the most out of it. I've been recording on it all year since we got it. I've been running an Ashdown CTM30 little stubby, which is their 30-watt all-valve bass head. I've been able to crank that into the two-notes. Two-notes do. Uh, two notes actually do um, Ashdown cabinets, uh, which is very convenient in their in their wall of sound. But they also do some uh, copies of the... You remember Acoustic? You know, remember the Acoustic 360? Yeah. So you can get those big wonderful 70s bass cabs lovely just the, the software in itself is incredible just the amount of control you get over mic placement and everything the the built-in reverb that that, that obviously isn't as suitable for bass as it is guitar but the organic room reverb that you have um, controllable straight off the front of the um of the captor X but also via the software is completely incredible they even do a version a 16 ohm or an 8 ohm version um, which is very usable, I'm kind of like, this is a wonderful recording tool. This is absolutely your solution. If you've been forced into recording at home, why use a plug when you can use your real-world heads with the Captor X? It's absolutely fantastic. But, of course, it's actually a brilliant silent rec- uh, rehearsal tool as well, meaning that if you're at home, as we all are, and you want to play guitar, and you want to use that valve head that you were only using live and you were having to play through your crap little 10 watt amp at home you can now use the torpedo captor x to get the best out of that heads completely The into headphones i just think this is an incredible product for the price i for think this sort um of- sorry to to, no, to no, jump no, in no, please there joe but
2: i think really their website sums it up as you know if you're looking at this the first kind of big sentence you see the compact solution to your amp being too loud I think yeah. that is uh that is the perfect way to to sum it up, and you know I spent a bit of time looking into this uh, you know obviously boss have the wild was Jepa expander, which you mentioned, and obviously the Oxbox, and sort of where this sort of sits, and this is much more like the ultimate introduction to that kind of thing um i you know I think the the box is much more of your vintage boutique one mm-hmm. you know if you've got kind of real old amp and you're sort of really just trying to get the best out of it um you know the waza tends to be a bit more of a live function tool because obviously you can send reverb and stuff to the speaker cabinet um and you know you can have uh you know your own irs and stuff in it as well of course but much more people going out there and using it live this feels like something you'd have in the studio probably on your desk you've got an amp that's, like you say you're just yeah. you're at home now like a lot of people are and you've just got headphones in and that's
3: it you know, that, that for go? me is the real thing about this as much as i think the tube amp expander is an incredible product and almost definitely a better product than this i'm not debating that all the Oxbox, you know probably better products than this when it comes to what they can do this is the size of an effects pedal. I have mine sat on top of my Scarlett two i two on top of my speaker on my desk, and I don't have to worry about it or think about it or find room for it. The other two options are the size of a head.
0: Yeah, yeah and, I think, and I just um, think
3: for home use, that's just ridiculous. You know, this is a really good size for for that solution. This is a solution for home. The other two are solutions for studios.
2: Yeah, I I I think that's a good way to. Um, to look at it I think it's a bit annoying I, I mean downside to the fact that it's 8 ohm or 16 ohm it kind of has that horrible hot plate feel where it's like oh I've got a 16 ohm amp head so I have to buy the 16 and then you swap your amp heads you're like my two notes doesn't work anymore yeah. um, you know which is rarer obviously but you know it, it is a slight annoyance um, and obviously you can't control the output volume um uh, continuously i think is a shame if you do want to then plug a speaker in it's like you can have high medium or low which obviously yeah. might lead to compromises on your amp but like i say i think this device is much more for like you probably wouldn't even plug the speaker in it's it's much more like you're just going to plug headphones in or you're just going to go straight into a an interface and just do a bit of recording um and you've got a cool little app that's really visual looks really nice and it's it's quick and easy you know, yes. it's, I hate to say less professional because that's definitely not what Two Notes is. Um, and I'm, I met the lead engineer of Two Notes when I was at Toman, oh, like a year and a half ago. And, a you know, super intelligent guy, really knows what he's doing. Uh, and then when I saw this again at the Birmingham Guitar Show, I was like, man, that's a great product for the price. You yeah. Know? Um, and I think what's interesting, uh, again, just putting on a, a my sort of, hat for a minute is a lot of people go oh you know this is going to compete with this and this is going to compete with this and that's true to some extent but actually what tends to happen is these products come out they just expand the market because they've reached a different customer that didn't want one or the other um it's not one trying to necessarily completely overtake the other it's something that slots into a, a different sort of customer need in some ways yeah um and I, and I think this is um this is great and actually you know they've been doing load boxes. For quite some time um and they've definitely definitely nailed the uh the visual look and, and sound of that
3: that of sound plug as well and i've just seen a lot of people purchasing this i've seen this on you know in a lot of people's setups it seems to be actually a popular solution for people i think a lot of youtubers or people who want to make you know record in high quality but still use real world gear this just seems to be the obvious product
0: Mm,
2: yeah absolutely
3: yeah um Okay, so that's the that's the two notes Captor X. Moving on, um, should I uh, should
4: I talk about the uh, dark gloss element because I think it sits nicely alongside the um, the Captor X. Uh, in that the,
3: sounds like a gorgeous and sexy idea.
4: Well, I try my best. Um, it, you know, this uh, so the dark gloss element is essentially a headphone amp and a capsim box, um, and essentially is a small box that will do a load of different stuff really neat little package and is your kind of go-to box if you need to do a number of things. So, um, it's like I said, yes, it's it's a headphone amp that has got some, uh, and uh, it's it's kind of powered by these cab sims that are in there, but it'll also act as a USB-C audio interface. Um, You can use it as a direct out box as well. It's got an XLR out that you can go out to, you know, let's say a PA, or you can go out and and record. Um, It's got auxiliary in, so if you've got um, some you know tracks on your phone or whatever you can plug that in and and play along and it really is just a utility box Um, and you know there's been various things that have done this over the years the good thing about the dark glass version is that it is incredibly high quality Um, and you know it doesn't go quite to the length of something like the the captor x Um, it's it's i would say it's it's going from doing more stuff um, but uh, not in the same way that the Captor X does it. You know, like I said, it's it's something that you can um, do a load of different bits with, um, but maybe not as quite in depth as something like the Captor X. You you've got one of these, Joe, right? Uh,
3: yes, I have one of everything. I think that we're talking about in what this category. You, what have you been using the uh, the Dark Glass for? So. The thing for for me, and and this is something that's kind of coming up a lot, I think, in in the two categories we've spoken about uh, today, is um, headphone amp, uh, sort of silent rehearsal. That is not something I need to do. Um, It's not something I care about. I actually hate playing on headphones anyway. So that side of this unit isn't for me. That's not to say it's not fantastic, but I thought where it comes into its own is actually just using it as as an interface Um, because the features that it has built in, the cab sims that it has built in are so very good. The the control, you, like you haven't mentioned that it's all touch-sensitive controls on the yeah, front. Yeah, uh, that's the, the other thing editing, actually, is-
4: yeah. I mean, it is very striking looking and part of that is the kind of three light-up bars that are on the front yeah. um, that also act as a kind of touch-sensitive way of controlling the box, which I don't think I've ever seen anything like that before. on no. On something that's essentially like, you know, it's a pedal kind of size, having like... A kind of mini touch screen area. I think it's really cool.
3: Yeah, yeah, I, I I think it looks fantastic. You know, it's it suits my sort of new like oakwood table with my MacBook Pro yeah. quite well. You know, and I think for for in, in that sense, this is a wonderful tool because it's kind of they've 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 actually thought about how this unit looks and how it's presented. And that's yeah. that's something that Dark Glass do in general. Like most of their heads look like Mac Minis. You know, it's uh, yeah, yeah, it's they, they've got very much got that sort of modern uh, clean. Industrial professional look to them, um, and yeah, I, I I think that's where this product comes into its own. I'm just excited about the fact that they'll keep adding to this product. Like you can flick through those five, those five cab sims on the front of the unit, but you can actually choose what those five cab sims are going to be yeah. via the via the app, via the software that comes with it, which is very very good. And you you know that Dark Class are only going to be putting out extremely high quality worth noting the the cab sims are they do they have guitar cab sims as well so this is not a bass specific product like all their other things
4: yeah that that is interesting you know they have come from obviously the bass world um but yeah there's there's guitar cabs in there as well one little feature that i didn't actually mention is two headphone outputs so if you want to like Like the marshall phone yeah, like show someone. One- <laughs> God, I forgot about that. The London. <laughs> yeah. why,
3: why didn't that win? Why did, we should have made that win.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so if you want to show someone an idea quickly um, and you obviously don't have any uh, anything you can play the the audio out of, they can just plug their headphones in as well so you can both hear it at the same time. I thought that was pretty neat. And yeah. that really kind of sums this product up. It's just a kind of really neat go-to box to have around. And, and like you say, Joe, it it's helps that it's pretty uh, good looking as well. Well, that it's you know it doesn't look like just a bit of kind of clunky utilitarian kit. It's very well designed as well.
3: well. It's so versatile. Like you could even you could take it to a gig, run your head as long as it's not a valve head, run your head into this as your cab sim into your front of house. Yeah, um, it's just and and you know of course a, a lot of base heads obviously aren't valve now. They're going to be solid state or digital. Uh, I just think it's a very versatile piece of equipment.
4: Yeah, totally, totally. And um yeah, uh, all wrapped up in a nice little package.
3: Yeah, very good indeed. Um okay, so next up, let's uh, let's shoot across to you, Matthew Knight. Um yeah. Well, talk we're about- talking
2: about recording and we're talking yeah. about um you know, silent sound options and I guess the one thing that more and more people are doing and the people that are leading the way in this is plugins um you know recording you know in in the box you know or everything in your mac is something uh or, or or windows i guess um it's something that way more people are doing um and yeah neural dsp are kind of i mean visually absolutely i think the kings of this um they're just you know really really at the top um so this year's and you know recently we've seen a lot of stuff coming out but the one that's really stood out for me is the neural dsp Corey wong um plugin set and i think one thing i like about what they've done and what they've done with this one and some of their other ones is i remember the first time talking to someone about the plugins they use in their studio and he's like i've got one terabyte hard drive full of plugins and i always yeah. have six that i always go to and everything else i'm like i might just randomly scroll my mouse wheel at one point and pick one and go it eh, sounds all right so i think what's <laughs> what's nice is they've kind of gone right well we're just going to give you the stuff that you're you're going to need and it's going to be versatile and it's not just about sounding like Corey wong um it's about giving you some some really nice options so cory wong for anyone who doesn't know um Fantastic, uh, basically funk guitar player. Um, it's just got the best timing and rhythm I've ever seen from a player, um, and uh, yeah, plays in, a, in an incredible band, Wolfpack, who I didn't realise were had as big a cult following. I mean, they sold out Madison Square Garden, um, and the live film, which is all shot on one camera, of that performance
3: is uh, amazing. iPhone uh shot, yeah or shot on an iphone um they're actually big into that that whole sort of lo-fi thing they love yeah. a they yeah. love a, a crappily shot video um
1: but oh, that, was it actually shot on an iphone i don't think i don't, I don't, like, think, it, I don't
3: <laughs> think it is but they are all about like uh like music videos shot on one vhs camera and stuff yeah, nice. yeah i think it
2: is actually shot on a, uh, on on tape um, <laughs> so but yeah anyway so coming back to this so i think you know he's known for generally a, a pretty simple set of sounds you know maybe only a few especially in 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 the kind of bands and the, the music that he does um and that's what they're focused on here so you've got basically three different amp models a wild pedal uh, a couple of um sort of pre effects and then a delay and a reverb and he's like that's that's all you need. I yeah, mean, you also get
3: a few cab options and there are the, three post-amp EQ units that you can apply yeah, to. Yeah, so
2: um, what's interesting, I mean, the cab sim, there's 108 IRs per cab, uh, which are all recorded by uh, Nolly Get Goods. Um, so obviously of Periphery. Um, he was the one that did all the original Bare Knuckle videos. He obviously has Get Good Drums. The guy knows how to
3: literally get a good sound. Um, I mean, Get Good Drums, that are now the industry standard yeah, if you industri- don't want to use a, a real drummer. Yeah, they're you know? the industry standard.
2: Um, and again, I think with IRs, I, not saying that having 108 options is a bad thing. I just think that people will find the IRs they like and that's what they'll tend to stick to. Of course. For me, it's more about the amps because I think an interesting choice, three amp models... The amp snob, uh, based on one of the rarest amplifiers in history. Uh, let's we'll, we'll all we'll all take a guess at what that is. Uh, the clean machine, which is an amalgamation of the best clean amps in the industry, um, and then this one I thought the most interesting: the DI Funk console, which is basically an analog channel strip. Um, with uh, tube saturation, um, compression, and then some susceptible frequencies for the EQ. Actually, the one, the, I, sound- the
3: one I almost exclusively use for even yeah. for for as a as a gorgeous, naturally compressed, well, I mean, clean platform
2: people have been plugging direct into amp consoles and recording consoles since the 50s. Um, So I think it's nice that they've added that in and he's gone, look, modern ones are great. They've got loads of headroom. They sound really good. Um, And I mean, the guitar that he uses, he's using like a 2000s, I think it's like, a, it's not a Strat Plus, but it was like one of the ones they did in that weird uh, Eric Clapton Blue with the Perloid scratch plate and i can't remember the specific mercedes model. blue mercedes
3: blue color. that's right yeah. Yeah.
2: um so yeah it's just like a 2000s american standard strat um but the options that you seem to that i've seen people get in terms of sounds and demos i'm like man it's um it's amazing
3: it's incredible when it comes to the effects i mean they're absolutely fantastic you've got a really lovely compressor and like a, a pair of drives i can't remember what the the fourth uh, sort it's uh, of uh well the drives is. are the tuber and the big rig um
2: and uh the delay is just simply called delay reverb well, the, is,
3: called... Sorry, delay to... is called the delay is called the delay and the delay is is extremely good i would say the delay is fantastic but really the thing that's amazing is the shimmer reverb that comes with this unit and like on the polymath record that we just finished recording, we tracked the bulk of our ambient guitars through that DI clean head into the delay and the reverb. Um, using the you know, the the big rig overdrive to make it sound a bit more like a, an organic valve amp, but kind of the push and pull and of of those two things combined, plus the incredible sort of ethereal big soundscape tones you got from the delay and the reverb yeah. were absolutely phenomenal like this is it's it's a signature set of tones that's very limited in comparison to a normal sort of set of plugins that you might download that have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of options and effects and amp heads it's very simple but they are very good comes with a set of um uh a base presets in there as well and a set of uh, uh rabia massad presets on the corey one
2: yeah i think um I think the way that I just, you know, with you talking there and, and about recording, Joe, and the way that I would round this up, and and I guess Neural DSP and, and why I think this is, you know, a great product this year, is they're making guitar plugins and working in the, in the door, as it were, appealing to guitar players. Because I think it's never been appealing to guitar players. But people now, musicians now, aren't just guitar player or whatever they're a producer and a mixer they're doing everything at home and it's just not overwhelming they just look good it's simple i mean if you look at the amp one it's just there's a couple of controls and then it's the amp controls it's like oh I know how to dial in an amp I mean it sounds good right. um I you know my only downside is uh similar to something I think you said earlier Joe which is one thing I'm still not used to which is hearing guitars and playing guitar stream monitors right I just it doesn't. Uh, I guess you know it's from all investing that time we good
3: monitors. I think is the answer there. But yeah,
2: maybe. I mean, I just like plugging a guitar amp into a cab and then feeling some air. And what, what, what do
3: you What do you have as your monitors at home?
2: Oh, I've just. I, I don't do any home recording, right, so I right, just have okay. some basic monitors. But I mean, even when I've been in, you know, I, I wouldn't say it sounds bad through monitors because when I've been at my friends and you know he's done a lot of stuff. You know, similar using using plugins. I'm like, it sounds great, but there's a disconnect between the the dynamic push and pull, a uh, feeling and hitting the strings, and feeling a natural sag and compression from valves or whatever coming back at you through a speaker cab that I think is very difficult to replicate. But ultimately, no one's going to hear that it's it's pure it's pure player experience it's pure player feedback
3: yeah
2: um and that's i think that's the only thing that's um that's tough because yeah you can have some really great monitors and a great sound but it still doesn't feel the same but not that's not discredit as a bad product because like i said i think the thing that neural have really done is made a has made home recording for guitar players way more appealing and way easier and that, yeah. I think, is is why it's such a great product.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah you're you're absolutely right. It is a it is a completely fantastic product. Um, obviously, not for everyone, but then this is the other category. Um, so we'll kind of have to see and see how that goes. Jay Cross, why don't you talk to us about your favorite thing?
4: Tottenham Hotspur Football Club.
3: Yeah, Well, not after today's
4: result. <laughs> no, certainly not after today's <laughs> result. Um, this, will, this will be not timely by the time this podcast goes out. But try, oh, you try can't, and guess it, when, what day we recorded this by what I just
3: said. It probably will. Let's be honest. Yeah, well, um, yeah it could be any game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was this? I didn't see. Spurs are rubbish. Stories. Basically,
1: don't even google <laughs> it. Don't worry uh so of course is gear that what would gear of the year be without uh me having an opportunity to talk about a bloody fantastic power supply and i feel like uh you know i've mentioned it a number of times about how i was vindicated in the uh the aftermath of gear of the year where everybody last time we talked about the uh the mxr ISO Brick mini everyone in the the weeks and months that passed went oh I tell you what this actually is great i bought this this is fantastic well my friends i'm here with the chaser and that chaser is the uh brand new chock well it's not brand new but it's this year the chocks uh uh power supply the dc7 uh which is the first of their um future power generation power supplies uh, so this is this is just a, a, an absolutely fantastic piece of kit um, you've got seven outputs each of, of which are capable of running at 660 milliamps each completely isolated uh, so you could run seven Strymon pedals off of that if you wanted to uh, you could probably run what's a eventide h9 matty
3: oh uh
2: Slightly different because I think it needs nine volt center pin positive. Oh, does it? Oh, god, yeah. Uh, all right, okay. So I think actually,
1: probably can't do that then. Okay, fair enough. But it, it, ignoring that, it can do basically anything else. So you've got uh, the seven uh, 660 milliamp nine volt outputs, uh, but each of those outputs can be run at nine 12. 15 or 18 using a really um interesting little uh, dip switch selection um which is that if both so there's two dip switches next next to each output, and if they're both down, it runs at nine volt. If they're both um, up, it runs at eighteen volt. If one side is up and one side is down, it's twelve. And then if those are reversed, it is the uh, it's fifteen. It's really really interesting, and it's very clear, so you can clearly see what it is that you're doing um it is uh one of the other big things about this is it's really really small so it's only got uh it's only an inch uh the profile is only an inch tall so it will fit under i mean basically any i mean you could put that in your pocket and it'd be it fits fine. under
3: a metro which is really good so the uh the pedal train metros mm-hmm.
1: um, um so that's good you've also got uh five volt uh usb out so you know you can charge your phone which is great that can that can be in your other pocket so that's great, um, and then it's also got a um, twenty-four volt out, which would allow you to connect it to uh, one of their um, uh, one of their like uh, follow-up power supplies. Follow-ups, maybe not the right word. Expander—that's the word I was looking for. So they do an eight and a four um, expander as well, which gives you uh, eight or four. Extra outputs, um, which is something that was kind of uh, popularized by, I guess, popularized by the um, uh, the Zuma and the Ohai, uh, the Strymon power supplies, um, and uh, lots of people have kind of run with that idea, and um, it's, you know, it's proven really popular.
3: Being able to expand rather than to repurchase, I think, is a fantastic um idea even if they're not the first to think of it they've certainly perfected it by by giving you such a broad range of products that you're able to do that with
1: yeah and you know the other thing about this is they're, they're really not a huge amount of money. I mean the obviously it's it's difficult when you're talking about power supplies and kind of premium power supplies but the DC7 is about 220 quid uh, depending on where you're looking to yeah it's sub 250 quid. Um, so that's really good and then the DC, uh, the um, the eight. Is I think I saw that was under two hundred quid. Yeah, so the eight is uh is under two hundred quid. So you, if you got both of those, you'd be spending four hundred quid, but you'd be able to run uh fifteen pedals off the back of it, which would be you know that's that's, that's a lot a really, of pedals. It really I mean, is. And Yeah, and the yeah.
3: rest with the nine volts running at six sixty, you can run a daisy chain of you know up to probably up to eight um daisy Jane off of just that one yeah no that's
1: that's a really good point that's a really good point the the only downside to this for me is um the uh you kind of need to go all in with the with the the family because it is a um they use rca connectors rather than standard kind of uh pedal connectors um, but obviously you get loads of those with that. That's something that would put some people off, but whatever. You get loads of adapters with the, with the power supply. There
3: is a substantial set of, uh, of adapters with the power supply and the, RC, uh, uh, the RCA, RCA? RCA yeah. I just, cables, I just yeah. immediately forgot what it was called. Uh, is, MCA is from the MCA yeah, from the
1: Beastie Boys. Yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it's just a better connection anyway. The the only thing you haven't mentioned is the little uh, traffic light situation they have to let you know if you are overpowering the power supply.
1: Yeah, it lets you know how much of the power you yeah. are using at any one time. So um, you know, I th- I think this is great. I th- I think it looks great. It's um it's that kind of um like m- uh matte. Uh, metal feel it's it's like it feels a bit like i don't know it feels a bit like uh it feels a bit like grip tape like on a <laughs> yeah. on on a skateboard that's what it feels like but yeah. it's metal and it's you know it's it's really uh it, it looks great it's i mean power supplies they're just the bloody best aren't they you know
3: yes yeah um yeah this is this is i feel like this is you know after last year i bought or the year before i bought basically all the mxr power supplies for my various boards because i was like well these are the best but these these trucks power supplies are are now the best power supplies you can possibly get that is the most amount of power the most conveniently laid out there's nothing they cannot do um and you know having a in 18, 18 volt on there is is invaluable to me because all the all the ash down pedals are all the ash down compressors are 18 volt so lovely to not have to have a dedicated power supply for those um i I think this is a wonderful product the fact that it's an inch profile means not only does it fit underneath the uh um the metro boards that was one of the problems with the mxr's was they were quite deep and even on the uh map we get the um uh the um uh custom pedal board uh pedal boards uh the uh, older ash ones no no the custom pedal custom pedal boards pedal boards you right. know, the the second tier that they supply MXR, oh, yeah. mxr power supplies don't fit under those um which is quite frustrating um when you've got one <laughs> and you're trying to design a board around them so the the fact that the you get that one inch profile on the dc7 sounds like a little thing but um the you know these are absolutely fantastic um, very, very good power supplies, Matt. Anything to add?
2: No, I just think you know we're constantly evolving in terms of the power supply technology that's out there, and and you know after talking to them on a on a Friday special and sort of hearing about the sort of the whole story, and actually realizing my first proper power supply was one that they designed. It was just branded Carl Martin. Um, they've always been great quality. Um, so for me, again it's where pedals are becoming a little bit more hungry. I think it's nice that there's a power supply that can keep up with all of that.
3: Yeah. Now we are coming towards the end of this, so I'm going to add one more product to this list and then we're going to start trying to wrap this up. And that last product is the Aston element now as now this is a microphone asked the aston element is their new microphone for this year their multi uh, sort of purpose uh, microphone it is the cheapest microphone they've ever produced at 159 pounds um, which comes in its own you you might think at that price well this is going to come in a standardized shaped chassis no it's a custom chassis it comes with its its own custom uh, cradle and pop shield as well, made specifically for this. In fact, this has had the most amount of R and D of any microphone that they've ever produced. Um, I can't remember exactly what the uh, how long the R and D was on this over a year, um, but it was the first uh, microphone that Aston have ever. Um, put out to the people. It is the people's choice, which I think is something that Aston did at great risk to themselves. So this microphone, they started testing it, not after the fact, before, like in the design stages, by blind testing it with a whole bunch of people. Now that's something Aston did with all their mics, but they have like a, it's it's called like a Aston 33. Um, and they have like a, a selection of, you know, producers, people like that, who they all, uh, who all have, a, who all weigh in on every product, and it's a, it's a great way of them making sure that they're really producing something very high quality with every mic. They have their Aston Thirty Three panel, but this time they put it out to the general public, and they had, you know, over like six hundred different people checking out the test blind listening to the element against top range microphones that were over quadruple the price that they eventually put the Aston Element out at from brands like AK, AKG um and Neumann and uh, and I mean that was at great risk and the element came out top in uh, in all of those blind tests and this this microphone actually has like a, a brand new um uh, a brand new uh, type of capsule that they've called the ridion capsule and the great thing about this mic is it's actually kind of suitable for everything um the cardio cardioid pattern is is an active moving coil which means that you know this is just as at home miking up a, a guitar amplifier as it is being used for vocals
1: i mean you're just reading off the press release now like you're just saying oh, words right. that no you're saying words that nobody that what does that mean, <laughs> Card, cardioid? What, what's that, what does is, that even mean? On, you
3: must know what cardioid is. <laughs> but essentially what Aston, okay, I'll put it in layman's terms because you're right. Maybe I'm going a, a little bit. Convers- I had, I'm really getting into mics at the moment. I had a really great conversation with James, the the guy who owns Aston mics last week, where he went into great detail about this mic, and I was like, oh yeah, I was getting really excited about it. But you're right. Maybe I should put this in more guitarist terms. This is a microphone that will do absolutely everything for your home studio for £160. And blind tested, it was beating amplifiers that cost... uh, It was beating microphones that cost £600. This is the ultimate home studio microphone. There is no need to have anything else. It will do everything. And it's £160. The fact that this was decided by the public, like that this was this this mic was chosen and developed in line with what people wanted is is pretty incredible. The fact that they've kept it at this price point is pretty incredible. I, I just think this is an absolute game changer uh, of a microphone and has just redefined that one mic that people need for home use i think it's fifth um,
4: place next up (laughs) let's do the top three come on people have been listening to this for two and a half hours let's uh let's do a top three in the accessories category
3: okay mark why don't you
4: uh i will i'm gonna go um power supply i'm gonna go uh cory wong and two notes Capture x i think it's a really good handful of products for me, um,
1: it would be the power supply, the element, and the uh, Captor X.
2: I would go with the plug-in. I would go with the dark glass, and I would probably go for the uh, Captor X. Maybe not in that order, but they're the three that I would pick. Matt, you missed the power supply. You
1: forgot to say power supply, Matty. Matt, you missed the power supply. I didn't, Which I one? Want to say you, you got one. You you got it wrong. You got one wrong. I've, I've already understand.
2: got a power supply that I like, oh,
3: and it's really okay. good. So sorry. Oh. Okay, so we've left me to go last. So let me just look at what you guys. He's, going, he's going to add
4: up the numbers. Here we go.
3: <laughs> okay, so um, it's really hard because I have all of these products and. I really like all of them. Um, yeah, that's that's why the microphone.
1: That's why a microphone has made it into the uh, into the accessories list. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, okay, so the the Captor X is an is an obvious choice. I think um, it's it's very very good, and it's a bit of a game changer. Um, and then uh, and then. I think I'm gonna to have to go uh I'm gonna have to go Cory Wong, the Neural DSP Corey Wong, because it's so very good and the Chocks Power Supply. Uh that's that's my that's my bet. So where where we ended up? I didn't actually really look at anyone else's. So I seem to have Don't selected lie. the same thing as you, Mark. Yeah, selected I selected the same thing me, as For me, those you. are the three standout products. And um and let's see, so we
4: know Jay uh, doesn't care about software, so he obviously didn't pick the Corey Wong, but I think <laughs> even you could be persuaded, Jay, by the fact that it's you know it's proven so popular. Um and it's just a really good little package for, for guitar players.
1: Uh yeah, sure, but it
4: isn't a power supply. So well, I just Yeah, I'm not so trying just, to get first you to remove all, the power supply.
3: F- first of all, as everyone voted for the Captor no. X, yes. yes, yes, and has everyone voted for the Chocks? No, No, Jay, no. So uh, the no. Matt, yeah, Matt, Matt, didn't. Matt didn't. So, so the the Captor X, but the two notes Captor X, kind of by default, as the it's only the product we've all yeah, we've yeah. all voted for is the winner. And once again, as with the last category, we're coming down to choosing the next two, where of course I guess we have the Corey Wong. Thrice has appeared three times, yep. and the Chocks. Has appeared three times. Well, that's, so really, that's your next two then. Those, they, those, those are the two are two next runners up. two. Uh, don't we choose an order for those?
4: No, no, no. It's just two runners up.
3: Oh, well, I guess then. I yes, think they're the, equal. They they are equal, and I guess the Chocks and the Corey Wong coming up in second place. Well, there you have it: the Chocks power supply and the and the Neural DSP Cory Wong runners up. Best things you can purchase this year. You know, both less than two hundred pounds, very good. And the and the Captor X, the two notes Captor X, what a wonderful device to make sure you can use your valve amps at home. Um, there you have it, dear listener. That is, uh, that is the end of this, the second episode in our Gear of the Year series. We decided upon amplifiers and other. Um, in this episode. Next, well, tomorrow, we're going to be taking a look at, although we are not recording this till next week, but tomorrow, dear listener, you'll get to listen to the effects episode, where we where we have the most amount of stuff. If you I thought mean, this episode think, was long. Yeah,
4: I was going to say, if you think the first two episodes have been long, we've got to do effects after this.
3: So I'm um, looking yeah. at the list now. It's about twice as long as the
4: other. There's oh, about 30 oh. products.
3: There's about 30 yeah. products. We, and we're going to have to give a detailed, lengthy uh, <laughs> discussion about that, every uh, single it's where, one of these
4: that's where I can see the most fights happening as well because everything in that list I think is pretty good
3: yeah it's, it's been such a good year it's been such a good year well anyway that, that does uh, draw us to a close of this episode thank you very much dear listener for tuning in join us on the internet and follow, uh, follow guitar nerds and see how we're getting on with the rest of gear of the year and we'll be back tomorrow with more of this guitar nerdery farewell Bye-bye. Cheers, guys. Bye.